We're live, you guys. Yeah, we're live. We're going to do it right Are we live right now? We're live. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about news. Well, we talk about spirituality, <laughs> news, <laughs> and Elon Musk. Oh, no, uh, no. My name is Michael Basinger, and with me are old Gungaloo himself, Brad Polly. <laughs> How we doing? Derps Poonaloo, uh, Matt Polly. What's going on? And together we are the Inglorious Bastards. Uh, announcements. Announcements. Terrible death to die. Uh, no episode <laughs> next week. Uh, Brad's on vacation, and we're going <laughs> to... Already had half day. We're going to build up. This is episode 299. Our next one will be episode 300. So uh, We got this for marksmanship and the seal for sand racing. Yeah. Yeah. The gorilla. Gonna, you got the gorilla for marksmanship. <laughs> So, so we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back with a with a mega episode, our three hundredth episode, a uh, MAGA episode, uh, mega, mega, <laughs> not MAGA. I make mean, this podcast great again. Yeah, we. I mean, if you would like to make this podcast great again, call four eight four pastor. That's four eight four seven two seven eight. Three seven three. Let us know uh, what you think about the podcast. <laughs> There's still a guy in town that has a flag outside of his house that says Trump won. Yeah. I know. <laughs> What, 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 what are you going to do? Fuck is, it's so in, anyway, we, we do need so crazy. So for, for our, <laughs> our 300th episode, we do need your questions uh, Four eight four pastor. Uh, ask a pastor um, if you want to share a favorite memory. You want to ask a controversial question that we're free. If you want to ask fuck, Mary kill. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go big or go home. <laughs> we have some special guests that will be in house. The, the B team will be here. Um, Did we get the whole B team? I think we, well, I mean. I think we have. We, I think we've, we've got we've, commitments from all of them, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think so. The whole B team will be yeah. here. So. Um, we should, what we're really going to do is we're not showing up and they're just going to yes, do the three. Yeah. So, they're going to answer like they think we would answer. Yes. That, oh, my God. That'd be almost worth skipping an episode yep. just to do that. Yep. Again, that's 484 <laughs> Pastor. Uh, if you have a question for Brandon, Lucas, and Josh, uh, it's 484-727-8373. Ask for Jenny. And it's a weird voicemail. It's like a Google voicemail thing. So just leave a message. If it's if it doesn't, if you got the wrong number, who cares? <laughs> Apparently, you can also send a text message. I started getting those too. Somebody sent us a, a text message, so. Um, but do a voice; it works better. So, um, yeah, that's that, that covers announcements. No yep. episode next week, and then we're gonna do the three hundredth, and it's gonna be lit. And oh, I'm gonna it'll be, be lit. lit. All right. <laughs> we, that's the night we should do. Like, you know, what we need to do. That's the night that we tips. need. No. <laughs> wasn't going there but i mean i guess uh that's the night we need to do all the teenage alcohol night where we drink like zimas and like boone's farm fucking mad dog 2020 God. i just want a colt 45 whoever can hook me up with that i can't find it anywhere you can't no, you can't you can't find it anywhere you can get king cobra though at the gas yeah, station i know I mean, I think steel reserve it tastes like steel God. It's just. Uh, what are we drinking? I, I drank the gummy bear beer again in oh, agua. High quality H two O. Triple filter. Oh, I had the osmosis. peaches and cream ale from somewhere in Illinois. It's yeah, fucking you great. Did. And I had that red rye uh, from. Oh yeah, that's that great. Last week that was really. And, good. I, and then Matt and I are having uh, Old Saint Nick Harvest Rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. Little Saint. Nick. It's strong. It's fifty six percent. It's. It, it, it's got a bite. <laughs> you know it's there. Yeah, you got a bite. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I'm also drinking Founders all day vacation, all day vacay, their session wheat. So, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Boy, you just went all Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, life uh, uh, finds a way. Oh, wow, I, I, I got walking. I got tickets Whoa. to go see. Um, <laughs> uh, I got a fever. Jurassic the fever's World. Fever's for more cowbell. Jurassic World Dominion. My son is super into it. He's been playing Jurassic World Evolution, which is like Sims City, Sim City for Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. Yeah. So we got tickets to go see it nice. uh, on IMAX the 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 night of the premiere, and then we also got tickets. Uh, so that's on Thursday night, and then we're gonna go see it on Saturday morning in 3D as well. So fuck ton of money. Yeah, but, I bet you know, it was. It's worth know, it though. They're gonna that's just worth it. it. Yep. So, that's cool. Yep, yep. All right, let's go into. Uh, let's do the bright side. Always look on oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You're listening to look on the bright side, Mister uh, Brightside himself, <laughs> Matt Polly, Esquire, hey. third. What's up, Matt? What do you got? Um, I forgot about this segment. I don't know, man. I'm like, I had two days of work where I didn't lose my shit. <laughs> I mean, like I was in <laughs> a su- I was in a surprisingly good mood today. Yeah, and I ruined it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um. <laughs> Which, so it's just it's just weird that I dropped truth bombs on you. You didn't want to hear. No, you just dropped dickhead bombs. Yeah, that's you what you did. did. God, even dude, Michael's on my side for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, had, even, I, had, I don't even remember what it was about. I don't even. I don't either. You were just on one. <laughs> you were just you just came and immediately just like jumped on my dick like it just kinky. God. <laughs> That's three inches of wonderful. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So, Little dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's three inches there. of wonderful. Anyway. Um, yeah, so. She was know. happy with little dicky. <laughs> Suck it in. I know. I'm just gonna look at his face. Look at his face. Look at him. I know. (laughs) What if I'm delighting him as much as he's delighting me? He looks like Rain Man over there. Look at him. He does. He's got. (laughs) Once he starts, he's got to hit all of them. Are you done? They're irrational. They're stupid. (laughs) Repetitive. That needs to be a T-shirt. They're irrational and stupid. (laughs) Yes, that's our new motto: irrational and stupid. Oh God! All right, what is anybody what, out there? Done? I I didn't even really start. <laughs> Michael ahead. just started hitting buttons. What was your bright side? Oh yeah, you had a good day. I've had a couple mm-hmm. decent days at work. That doesn't mean that's Friday's coming. So um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like the weekend's coming up. So um, and I'm working an extra day. And I'm working Memorial Day for triple time. So fucking um, why? Because it's triple the, time. Who fucking cares? Yeah, I do. It's money. Triple time. It's money, but you're you don't. It, never mind. It's fine. Okay. Well, It'll be easy. do what you it's, want. I'm gonna do like six hours. It's easy money. Okay. Um, Memorial Day. I called in. <laughs> you will. I, it's not you worth any amount of money. I, no, I I work these all the time. Give me I a fucking hot year. dog. And I swear to God, if you complain, I won't. Complain. I will fucking rip your ass. Give me a you, fucking hot dog. I might complain about the, about my day, but I won't complain about the fact that I'm there. No, but if you're complaining about your day, I don't want to fucking hear it because you didn't have to be there. I'm talking about any other day of the week, <laughs> not Monday. I won't complain about Monday. That's easy. That's fucking cake money. 
Anyway, it's cake money, bro. I had a good I had a good weekend and I had a couple of good days at work. So it's been a it's been a decent little stretch here. So, yeah. Wait, did you you didn't work this weekend though, right? No, I was off. All right, yeah. yeah. Just checking. Like I don't know what year it is. Yeah. <laughs> Brad. Uh, oh. <laughs> Just prepping for whatever depressing thing you're going to start off. You know with. what? I wasn't going to actually. You, you dick. Um, <laughs> Brian starts talking. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even me. We both had the same sound effect. Is yours labeled Brad, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own file. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad, how was your day? So <laughs> we leave. Hey, Brad, how was your day? Brad, how was your day? Oh, God. That's Brad, so funny. Brad, how was your day? I Brad, how was your day? This house is a fucking prison <laughs> on planet bullshit. In the galaxy of this sucks camel dick. <laughs> that is All such right. an <sighs> underrated movie. Yeah. Oh my um, God. I was actually just going to say, we're, so we're leaving in like four days for yeah. Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, but Monday night, this past... Are you going to steal the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> <laughs> the what? The Declaration. The Declaration of Independence? Not the Declaration, just the Declaration. If we go visit, I'm taking a picture of it. Can and it will be in the pub, and it will say Decoration of Independence. Yeah. yeah. Can you get a Decoration of Independence? I just want like a magnet or something. I'll, b- I'll bring you one, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's Michael's new hood ornament. Um... <laughs> So Monday night, we got invited by the mayor to city council meeting on this past oh. this past Monday. <laughs> Believe me, there's like eight people there. Yeah, <laughs> that weren't to, the counselors. Who goes to a city dude? Council so meeting? we got there ten minutes early, and they were finishing up a meeting before. <laughs> it was like a Department of Public Works meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I leaned, we sat in the back. I leaned over the boys. I'm like, local government, catch the excitement. Yeah. Just the most inane, yeah, like, know, what man. the fuck? It's like sitting in a church board meeting. It, uh, dude, I said the exact same thing. Yes. I said to Mandy, I almost had like a like a weird PTSD yeah. response because it, it was every board meeting I ever sat through in the church. The church playground needs oh new mulch. My God. Do, I have, how many, do I have a motion to get new mulch for the Dude, just go fucking second. buy some bags of mulch. Do I have a second? Second. Yeah. Who cares? God. Anyway. Somebody shoot me in the fucking anyway, face. Anyway, so... Uh, we got invited by the mayor to the city council meeting. It was right at the beginning, so we could leave, which was nice. Um, <laughs> but um, he read a, the mayor read a proclamation for Abram, yeah, for winning the for getting to the. He's the first person in m- not just Martinsville but Morgan County to ever go to the national spelling bee, and so he read a proclamation. And he got a nice he got a, a nice printout of it that we're going to get framed, and it was just really cool. Like they. And so, like, they he made the proclamation, and then, like, the whole city council and, like, everybody that was there gave him a standing ovation. And, like, awesome. I was literally, like, almost in te- I was actually in tears sitting there. Just, I was so proud, and it was so cool to have something like that for him. Yep. Because I, he doesn't say much, but I know that meant a lot to him, and I know he eats it up. It's his own yeah. proclamation. <clears throat> so, that was just really cool. And then... So today, Miles 
my youngest comes home and they had their awards day today and there's like eight different awards or something that a kid can get. He got six of them. Jeez. Including like, <clears throat> and it was all like because of his intelligence and all because of his, him being, he was, that he's kind. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like a support to the, the community, the school. Like, yeah. so he's getting these awards for stuff like that. And it, I was crying there on my couch today after like, I'm, I'm like a fucking walking open wound right now. So it takes like nothing to get me to cry. <clears throat> and so I cried last, I cried last night at the thing. And I cried, Michael, what the fuck I'm are you going to hit? Dude. You're a dick. I hear Brad. I just uh, want to test every, the theory. Every time I hear, will this time, make you cry? Wait, no, no, no. Math ball. <laughs> Does that make you cry? <laughs> no. When Brad says I cried, I'm like, pussy. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, exactly. <clears throat> I don't mind brother. crying, but man, I cry a lot right now. Yeah. He's crying a oh, yeah. lot. Dude, it's I get good. It. I it's get good it. for you. I get and it. so, and it's not always bad. Like it's like the last like today when I Miles showed me all of his certificates mm-hmm. and stuff that he got, and I mean it's just like mm-hmm. we've done something right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just yeah. I mean, and we're really lucky to have good kids. We just yeah. are. Like, because there's some kids that are just they're just. They got bad fucking wiring or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can have like good parents and still have yeah. shit kids. Yeah. We got lucky. We feel very fortunate in our, in our oldest, you know, I talked last week about his choir concert and he's excelling at that. It's just like, I don't know, man, it, to see your, to see our, my kids excel in things is really, yeah, it's cool. It's really special to me. Yep. So it's very cool. Yep. Janet says, Oh, Brad, bless your tender heart. <laughs> Hi, Janet. Um, what, 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 what? Actually, you know what the highlight of my week was? Was the video Janet posted of her post-operation. <laughs> she had half her mouth surgery. Was, half her oh, mouth was drooping. It. You got to go to the you pub. You got to get the pub, man. There's a couple posts. Oh, my I God. It was it. glorious. It's expensive in the pub. <laughs> just her and her friend just laughing dollar. their asses off on the way home. She tried to talk. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. Oh, I got I to gotta find that. <laughs> that was brilliant, Janet. Um, Thank you for that entertainment. What? Bright side. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't have one. I'm really excited about Kenobi coming. Uh, when is that? When is it? Friday, Friday, man. Oh God! Is, it, gonna, is it going to be one episode per no, week? It's two episodes the first week, and then it'll be one, basically, uh, four more weeks. Yeah. Shit! So, I'm so, so excited. Six episodes. So nice. I'm gonna. I can't decide if I'm gonna get up at three and watch it. I'm, I'm you might. will. You know you will. So I usually get up at six and watch the like Mandalorian and stuff, but we'll see. We'll see how yeah. how late I stay. I may just stay up. Who knows? <laughs> Time will tell. Good news, I have regained full feeling and control of my bottom lip. <laughs> Matt's balls. What? What? That is, what are you doing? I just wanted to hear the rest naked. of it. Hey, Michael, you've played it a thousand times, man. I couldn't remember. Anyway. Matt's balls so small. It's not a slugger. It's a Q-tip. Louisville slugger, man. Yeah. Michael, are you done? Hit the button. Did you do your, you're done Michael. with your bright side? Michael, did you yeah. take a red thing? <laughs> yes, he did. Why did we? Yeah. God damn it. Who's driving this vehicle? Um, let's do. <laughs> do, do going to say the same thing on the way home. Mm-hmm. Who's driving got, this vehicle? Do you guys want to do uh, what the fuck is going on? No. Okay. Oh, we don't about the no. latest school shooting? No. Yeah, what the fuck? Man? <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on. Let's just let's just say fuck this fuck fuck everything. 
<laughs> 14 more students that didn't make it to summer. I just, uh, and, and kids teacher. my kids' age. I literally yeah. cannot wrap my head around the fact that you can look <laughs> at something like that and still go, but my rights. Yeah. I, like, Fuck your rights. I mean, at what point do you just go, like, this just isn't important enough we, to, for this. We did that. At, like, how can you be fucking pro-life and pro-gun we, we when this shit happens? We did that at Sandy Hook. When Sandy Hook happened, I know. that was the end of the gun debate. It was. It was over. Yeah. We, we accepted 20 little uh, kindergarten first graders as a, as a reasonable sacrifice. I'm not even anti-Second Amendment. So I'll just say that. I'm not even any, like anti-gun That's what I mean. There like, just needs to be some sort of legislation where... People nobody should be able to stockpile them. Nobody should be able to for every fucking one. assault rifle should never be yeah. a thing. Like just fucking stop it. I've shot an AR 15. It was fucking terrifying. Yeah. That weapon should not be owned by anybody outside of the military. It, I mean, it's just even then, I mean, it just, it, I just cannot imagine if I had a hobby, something I enjoyed that was like directly leading to like the deaths of like untold thousands of people. You would, I would hope that at some point I would just go, it's it's not really worth it. No. Yeah. That's what I just don't understand. Like it it just can't be worth this. They should be relegated. If we're going to keep those guns, they should be relegated to shooting ranges. They should be kept at the shooting range, locked up. There's, it's not even necessary. But I, I, why is that something we even I, need to have the ability to do? I, I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying for the sake of the argument, if we're going to keep those things around, they should be fucking regulated. I mean, to, you should be able not be able to keep them in your home. They should be filled with glue and put in museums. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly I agree. God damn it. No, I, I mean, mean, you just wonder, like, at what point does just do we just wake up and go, yeah, that's probably enough. We, we didn't. Like I, I said, that, I, I that, just, that I, argument died at Sandy Hook. Dude, I, it. I, I saw, it's just so I watched, fucking comical how Republicans, you know, uh, they're, they're pro-life. Eat my ass. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, Fuck no. You. They're not at all. You're not going to, like, do anything about the fucking baby so, formula shortage. What's so My fucking sick. niece's son cannot have soy fucking, he needs soy baby formula. Can't fucking get it anywhere. Yeah. And, and, and. The fucking Republicans won't won't do shit about it. So don't tell me you're pro-life if you don't care about the living babies we have right now. I, don't tell me you're pro-life if you're pro-war. Don't tell me you're pro-life if you're anti-gun regulation or anti-gun reform. Like go fuck yourself. Don't tell just like don't tell me. Uh, go yeah go fuck. I'm yourself. almost to the point. <laughs> this is so terrible. I know this is so ass backwards. I've been thinking. Oh, I'm just like. I'm like, if they want violence, then I'll fucking give it. I'll give it to them. I'll go buy a fucking gun. Fuck it. Well, who are you going to give violence to, though, is the thing. Yeah. You know? Bring I mean, it. No. I, I just... I, I just I, don't, that, that's, that doesn't do anything. I do, but that's that's what I'm wrestling with right now. I know that's not, quote, the way. However, <clears throat> I just, it's just like, at what point, when you see everything that's happening in this country, do we just rise up and go, enough is enough? This is fucking crazy. It's starting to happen, All of but it. there's not enough people yet to do it. I mean, not even just with the gun stuff, with, nah, with our economic system, our healthcare yeah. system, the, the well, that's why you're income seeing you- inequality, racism, all this shit. Like at some point, how, how do we not just rise up and go, there's, there's like hundreds of millions of us and in Congress, there's yeah. a, a, a few hundred. We, we outnumber them. Yeah. Yeah. 
like at what point do we just say enough is enough? I, I, I it's crazy to me. Old people have got to die. <clears throat> young people have got to fucking vote. And the Democrats have got to vote put for young candidates and run up for office. Candidates up that aren't part of the fucking system. Yeah, yeah. and that's the problem too. Yeah. Fuck them too. But uh, man, I, the the whole gun thing is just nuts to me. Yeah, I've just, shot guns before. It's enjoyable. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I do it. My father-in-law owns a number of guns, more than a, a human should own, including an AR-15. I've shot them in his house. It's a good time. Not not it's worth not it. It's not necessary. It's not worth it. So, anyway. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, I guess we could get back to the show. Uh, do we want any music time next? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do the music time. Nope, that's all right. <laughs> what Wasn't the hell was that? There's nothing more the three white guys like more <laughs> What was that? Meditating Gary Busey. Oh, shit. Well, it's been a minute. About the things they like. And it's music time. We're going to play some songs. You ready? Go ahead, Matt. Uh, Ives Jarvis. Wait, is that, no, that's you're thinking words? of Ives Tumor. It's <laughs> a different I, different it's Tumor's Ives. brother. Yeah. Is this iRobot with no. Jarvis I, from Iron I'm a, Man? It's y V E S. I'm assuming Ives. I Jarvis. I, probably. I mean, anyway, uh, the album's called The Zug. The first song's called At the Whims. <laughs> hey, Zug on these nuts. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew I he was cooking yeah. something up by the look on his yeah. face. <laughs> It reminds me of a less chaotic, dirty projectors. Sounds like the soundtrack to Young Guns. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. <laughs> Ooh, whispery. Fuck. And every song's completely different. Yeah, I didn't send this to you. Yeah, I sent it to me. Guys, I got some pent-up energy. <laughs> I like that beats and boops right there. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's just a really... It is like the Dirty Projectors a little bit. musically. Yeah. Vocally, not as much, no. but... All right, that's cool. Yeah, anyway, I just... Man, I'm, it's one of those I listened to the first time, and I think I was reading at the time. And sort of about halfway through, I was like, I, I, th- I think I kind of like this. <laughs> so like, and so I, just like went, I went back to day and I was listening to it again. Yeah, like, yeah this is fucking good. Sorry. I pause. think I kind of like you. God damn it. Can you hit pause? There we go. Thank you. Yeah. I think I kind of like you. Hey, Brad, what do you got? What's you got? Some jams? Porridge Radio. That's oh, a, it's a good that album. Is a real, that's a name. I almost sent this thing. to you, too. I played their first the, album. The their first album that came out like a couple years mm-hmm. back. I liked it. Goldilocks' um, favorite. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I got the reference. Yeah, I... I'll give you props for that. That's yeah. good. <laughs> I don't use the term comedy genius often, but my car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I played 
I'm pretty sure I played something off of theirs a couple years ago, yeah. and they just put this one out this week. Um, the album is called Water Slide, Diving Board, Ladder to the Sky. Mm-hmm. The song is called Back to the Radio. What was the progression there? Bowl. Water slide, Water. diving board, ladder to the sky. Water slide, diving board, ladder to the sky. Yep. Water slide, diving board. I love the guitar tone that they use. Yeah. I can smell what this singer smells like. <laughs> Patchouli? Yeah, definitely patchouli. Patchouli and like mamas. And dark lipstick. <laughs> I just really, really like this album. I listened to it a couple days ago, man. It really is good. Yeah. I'm literally still working through music from last week. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm so back. Like, like stuff I like threw on real quick. Yeah. 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 So. Good stuff, man. I really like that song, that album. I'm gonna send it to you. Um, okay, so I'm gonna play. So Zach Bryan. So I moved out to the country as as well documented in this podcast. So I listen to country music every a now lot and of peaches. Then. A lot of peaches. Um, they come Just from a can. Shit loads of peaches. I'm so fucking put there tired by of peaches. <laughs> factory downtown. Um. Anyway, so uh, every once in a while, I like a little country singer songwriter country specifically. You like this a little guy rock and roll. Uh, nah, it's good Donnie yeah. Marie reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely more get, Murray. Don't, don't get a lot of uh, Osmond references on this podcast. I'm definitely more Marie. <laughs> okay, so Zach Bryan, he's a, a, a country singer, songwriter guy, mm-hmm. um, and you know, as we've discussed on this podcast numerous times artists just put out a single every like few months yeah and then it's Marie just Osmond a single get it. and then a single Fucking and then stop. another single you was, it, so was can, it the weight watchers so can donnie honestly. was it the weight watchers i used to watch the donnie and marie show <laughs> those, those show. white teeth man <laughs> they are white chicklets for days <laughs> okay so um anyway zach bryan just like fuck it i'm gonna do an album with 34 songs Two hours long. Jesus Christ. And it's all going to fucking rip. It's just all good songs. Some of them are like live. Like, when did you get into country? Uh, just here and there. Like, okay. Just here and there. Um, but uh, mainly whenever I moved out to the country. Like it just felt like it's the like right in your thing. blood now. Yeah, it's in my blood. I can you know you're not ob- like contractually obligated to listen I to country. I feel it music. in the soil, man. <laughs> it's just part of my, my, my heritage. What can I say? That's in. I feel got a little dirt soil. in my blood. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's a fucking Lord of the Rings elf. Michael grew up on a Cherokee reservation, apparently. So this. So he just got back from his vision quest. So seriously, the whole album is great. Some of them, there are songs where he just does a one one straight thing. Some of them are like there's a joke song in there where he makes fun of like modern country. Went and does a little auto tune. It's fucking hilarious. I almost bought a David Allen Co. vinyl on over the weekend. No, nope, don't Whoa. do that. Backupnoise.gif. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is a song called Ninth Cloud. Um, yeah, here we go. Is this delirious? Look at me. So damaged and destroyed, this world's plans and his ploys to take me out. 
I'm on a highway directly to the moon With no plans on stopping soon I'm leaving town Them Christians are talking So often of coffins No heavens could top this moment now I kind of like his my voice My foot out the window And my flask halfway full I may his have His voice doesn't strike me as country it's really. definitely I can't country. afford a motel it's more like but a, the floorboards uh, work well I'll sleep there till like tomorrow Townsman's van maybe a little bit Then I'll get on the road again mm. Kind of in that chance it fitting in, in that milieu fitting in the kids like me is dying But I know yeah, when I'm with you of? After one shot at 22 yeah, There's like a there's an edge to his voice that yeah. I kind of like, like a a raspiness almost. Daughtry? No, it's not Daughtry. <laughs> I would hate it if it's Daughtry. I don't like Daughtry. Okay, that uh, sounds like country, but like all the leading up to it didn't even really. Yeah, it, it's definitely a different style for him, but like the, the Ryan Christian. Bingham. Okay, like that kind of. Yeah. It's Americana. Americana. Yep, that's definitely Americana. Yeah, yeah. I'll give maybe uh, Bill Maloney a little bit. Okay, like that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, Ninth Cloud. I don't hate it. Um, yeah, and, and I'm not listening to 34 songs of it, but I don't hate it. Oh, I'm definitely. Boy, that is a lot, dude. I listen. Dude, I'm not sure I would listen to two hours of any out any band that I even like. Except Fish, it, it, maybe. it's basically the equivalent of like, even then. I gotta yeah. take breaks. For Lucas, I was talking to Lucas about it because um, Lucas listens to him too. Of course, he and does. Lucas was like, uh, "It's the equivalent of like four or five really great EPs." Yeah, it's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, that's. I mean, I don't give a shit. What style you are, whether you like that music or not, that's talent. Mm-hmm. To be able yeah. to write that many that many songs yeah. in a short time, yeah. he was on that's tour too. Pretty he crazy. He just got off tour, and he had a few TikToks of like him making songs, and then plop two hours worth of music. That's yeah. crazy. And they're all and and granted, some of them do sound similar, but they're all different and unique. Maybe it's he's just, born with it. Yeah, maybe it's maybe. 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 Go ahead, Matt. Uh, anybody, anybody up for some Italian funk? Oh, I thought you were going to say Metallica. I Italian Met- funk. Metallica. I sent it to Billy. Billy was on board. I, I like to, the French shit he sends me, man. I listened, some to good this, shit. I listened to it. I was like, this is, I got to send this to Billy. Every once in a while, Billy will send me a good French like, yeah. electronica album. Electronic like, this is pop. fucking fantastic. Yeah. Billy sent me an album this past week, and it was like, it was weird. He was like, listen to this, tell me what you think. And it was literally like, the beginning of the album was stuff that I would listen to. And by the end, it was all beeps and boops and shit that he would listen to. It was just same artist, And and it just, it just morphed into from my style into his, it was fucking weird. And he was like, yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, Was it Florida, Georgia line? No, it was, uh, I don't, I don't remember what that was. Oh wait, is that no wait? Who's the the country rap group? It's not Florida, Georgia line. I don't know. Oh, uh fuck! That's like a, I don't listen to country big like and rich? religiously. Big, it might be big no. and rich. No, I think it is. No, it can't be. No, I think they it do is. rap. I think so. There's no way. Hey Siri, does Big and Rich do rap music? Siri doesn't work. Hey Siri, <laughs> does Big and Rich do rap music? Uh, big and Rich. Um... This is, this is riveting. <laughs> Matt, what do you yeah, got? Yeah, the first hit was a rap song. Yeah, that's okay, Yeah, it is them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys apparently listen to more rap. I more, get them mixed up with Brooks and Dunn. It's the same band. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, anyway, it- Italian funk. Uh, the band is... Uh, Shut up! <laughs> 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 
the back. Are we moving? Are we moving? Are we moving? We the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. We the jungle, the mighty jungle. God damn! Fucking stop! I, do, I, I, I want to talk to the person away? where this is their favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if this is your favorite part of the podcast, send us a message. You'll be on the next episode. 484-Pastard. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Italian Funk. The band is New Genia. N-U and then G-E-N-E-A. I got a new Gina, too. <laughs> no. I said Genia. Didn't say Gina. Nope. New Genia. It sounds like an Italian face scrub. It does. Yeah. <laughs> New Genics. New Genius. Uh, the album that is sex uh, cult. the album is Bar Mediterraneo, uh, and then the album or the song is Tianate. Yeah, I bet that's how you say it. Oh, I'm in already. Fuck it. Oh my god. What's the big? Send this to me too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm in from yeah. immediately. Yeah. Is this Donna Summers. Oh. Yeah. How can you not enjoy this? I, I just it's <laughs> fucking fun. It's only eight songs, man. I mean Fucking hey. Right? Don't know what I'm saying? Don't care. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Okay, anyway, you get the point. That's, I like that. It's fun, man. Yeah. Shit, man, I can't wait to... I hope I have a long drive on Thursday, man. I want to, I want to dig into that one. New Gina. Nope. <laughs> new Genia. It's not New Gina, buddy. Virginia? I know you, I know um, you want it to be. I've got... Uh, the band is Cola. Yeah, that's a great Pepsi album. Pepsi or Coke? The album... Pepsi or Coca? The album is called Deep in View. It's the RC. The song is called Blank Curtain. Is it RC? No. <laughs> So they're kind of a little bit post-punk, kind of parquet quartzy, but... A little bit, yeah. Sad song time. Uh, this is also going to be a Zach Bryan song. Uh, it's called Half Grown, and it has to do with trauma. So let's 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 all get triggered together. Fun. Yep. Glad glad we're ending with this one. Specifically, mommy trauma. So. Oh my in. god. Brad, take your headphones off. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. God, I got to text it. Never mind.
And I grab me by the hand, you hesitate. I don't fucking hate With this. A subtle man. inclination to tell a man straight. It's Americana, man. I mean, That's what it, it is. Yeah. It's more Americana was than country. A savior and your mother is a saint. His voice, man. Sometimes a woman is the sum of all the things her father ain't. Men are just the sum of all the things that mothers did. They'll spend their lives searching for the love they had as kids. My vices ain't a place to replace a loving home. You can't expect a harvest where the fields have grown. Fuck. You can't choose. Going to my, it's going to my library. Reminds me of Ryan Bing. I'm you can too. choose to change the change to change you down when you was just a child. And forgiveness ain't an easy road to go. Fuck. Yeah, that's. But I know that's good shit. It's a road worth heading down. Yeah, I'll be goddamned. You Through this podcast, you have gotten me into Taylor Swift and now Zach Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> You can choose to change the chains that change you down. Yeah. I had a post about this on Facebook, man. It was just like, I said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you can leave the systems you were born with. Yep. Like, that's what I'm learning, you know? It's like, you can leave that shit. It's a lot of hard work, but you can just leave. You can just stop. Wow. That's, damn, dude. Yeah. Solid. The album's called uh, American Heartbreak, so. And my favorite song on the on the album is actually the outskirts. That's I I put it. It reminds me of why I moved out out to the outskirts. It is so. now in my in my library. Yep. <laughs> digging uh, into that one. Yep. yep. So <laughs> just if if it's too much, just listen to a few songs at a time. So they'll be there when you get done. All right. This concludes music time. Oh Jesus! We've got oh. some some <laughs> slightly fresh, melted fresh from inside Michael's pocket. All right, what which one hell? are you starting with? Look at this. Do we want to start man. with the blue? <laughs> We're doing Kit Kat flavors. My niece from em- my niece from did you, Emily. Did you my niece keep these in your crotch? Michael, yeah, these, these are, are just these are crotch goop. Kit Kats. Look at this shit. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me <laughs> off a piece of that crotch Kit Kat. Wait, what Kat. kind is this? The blue. The blue is summer ice cream. Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? I think it might be better melted. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking What's It tastes fantastic. like that fucking icing you buy, that vanilla icing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Funfetti? Uh-huh. Jesus, that is ridiculous. What are we rating this this week out of uh, Diamond Heads? Okay. <laughs> I'll give that five Diamond Heads. Yeah, that's five Diamond Heads. Okay, cat gooch pudding. <laughs> what? That's what Janet said. <laughs> wow. Well, when did the? Hold on a minute. I need to write that down. The purple. <laughs> you want me to tell you what it is, or do you want to guess what it is? Um, no, just tell me. Apple cinnamon. Okay. Ooh, the purple. Purple. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why does American candy suck so badly? It's from Hawaii, you dipshit. 
No, this is from Japan, asshole. She got it in Hawaii. That's why it's in Japanese, dumbass. They have Japanese there. Maybe they made oh, it. Oh, my God. You want to do the, the, the green? Well, that's the only one we have left, so yeah. Uh, Mont Blanc. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what flavor that is. Green mint. I don't get any mint, but that's fucking delicious. That one's a little weird. I'm going to go five, four, and three. Five, four, and four. I can't place that one. That one's weird. I don't know what it's that good, was. It's good, though. I, it's, it's one of those, I, I don't know if I liked it or not. I can't no, tell I if I liked it. I'll give that one a three. Michael? We have more? We have more. Jesus Christ. Can we What's do the, next week? You missed. What's this one? How is this one even softer? God, this is gross. We're going to say... This was in his colon. <laughs> What's this uh, one? This is... I think it's whole wheat. Excuse me? Does it taste like whole wheat? It doesn't taste like anything. It literally tastes like wheat. It tastes like a cracker. Like, that's it. That's really weird. I don't fucking hate it, though. It, but it's one of those things that's like, why eat that? I don't know. I give it there's a nothing about like there's mm. nothing to it. Mm-mm. You could just eat a piece of bread. Why? Why yeah. that, <laughs> Michael? Jesus Christ! How many? I more don't are? know what this one is. Oh God! I don't think there's. Oh, it looks like flan. Oh, okay. Well, this will be good. Ooh, yeah. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. That is a six out of five. Oh my god! You know, I almost kind of like it that he it, it's it's like a little gooey because it's like an icing on it. That's the best one by a mile, Michael. Last that's one. enough. We're gonna power through. God, what is this? This one is mini pudding. <laughs> yeah, well, that trash. Oh, no, no, no. You got this some, is toucan. This is mango. You got some flan in your beard, there, big guy. Yeah. Just FYI, yeah, right there. There you go. Save it for later. That yeah. tastes like sunscreen. So the last one was pudding. The flan one was. <laughs> it tastes like sunscreen. Yeah, it does. Got it. This is terrible. a mango. That's a one. <laughs> God, I wish we'd start. That, with that tastes one. so artificial. Oh, oh my god, that is so bad. It's like licking somebody's arm after they put sunscreen on. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck me. In the That's f- the worst that one by the worst. <laughs> Mango's oh. gross. Oh, man, that's bad. Oh, God. Boy, that doesn't go away either. Mm-mm. That tastes like if they had mango-scented pledge. <laughs> like the dusting spray. Here's a trash bag if you want to pass that. <coughs> oh, God, that was bad. Oh. And all we have left is, is just some random... Oh, God, that taste will go away. we got some random hard candies. We'll right. save for, like, yeah. in a month from now. All right. So make sure you keep the cars so they melt together. Well, I will. Don't worry. God, this is just a fucking mess. Michael, what is I mean it's a trash bag at least. Just fucking spare parts. What are we doing now? Is it newsfeed? I think so. Yeah. This has been this has been in my pocket for thirteen years. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers, we're headed into the newsfeed. Oh man, my stomach is just a shit show right now. Yeah, it's bad. beer, whiskey, and then eight different kinds of Kit Kat. Um, <clears throat> oh, we're doing a, a God, my fuck. mouth still tastes like sunscreen. We're doing a what? We're doing a podcast, guys. Yep, we are. I, okay, I didn't actually. All right, so we've talked about Mandela Effect a lot, right? Yeah. Have you guys seen the new one? This one oh my blew God. my fucking yeah. mind. Oh, yeah. 
Ed McMahon. Yep. In Publishers Clearinghouse. Everybody fucking... Everybody. Yep. Everybody. Fucking everybody remembers Ed McMahon being the dude that showed up on people's doorsteps for Publishers Clearinghouse with giant million or $10 million checks, yep. right? Yep. yep. Balloons, cameras, yep. the whole shit. Never fucking happened. Nope. Here's what's fucking... Here's what's crazy. So I saw a TikTok video about this, and the lady had, like, probably 10 different clips from TV shows... Uh, of them playing, like they're saying it, referencing say, it. Referencing Ed McMahon showing up on yeah. your doorstep with a publisher's clearinghouse check. Yeah. Including, including fucking Johnny Carson getting interviewed by David Letterman, and he had a giant check in his hand, and he says, my friend Ed McMahon couldn't be here, but he wanted me to bring you this. Jesus Christ. I don't... Dude, what what I do you think... do with this? It is... I cannot wrap my head around this. But he was involved in something like that, wasn't he? It wasn't Publishers Clearinghouse. But everybody remembers but it. But that being... motherfucker showed up on somebody's doorstep with a check. Never did it. What was it for? Never did it. It didn't happen. It, it, it I wasn't only a thing. think it was... What it was it? Reader's Digest? No, away, it, or it what? never happened. He didn't do this. Oh, my gosh. I can't, dude. It it freaked me the fuck out. I was talking about this with Mandy, and then Abram was out there, too, and we got to talking about this stuff. It's. I swear to God, there's theories out there that the reason this stuff exists is because at some point there was like a glitch and we switched timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, like, I swear to God, last week, I I could feel me merging into a different timeline. Where Michael, you were just hot. Dude, I, I swear I felt it. I felt like I was all of a sudden... Everything was just a little bit off. Everything was uncanny valley. It's fucking weird. I so I, here's my theory. I told Mandy, I'm like, I, I love shit like this. I I don't actually believe this, but how if, could you not? What if what if what if Y2K actually happened? What if yes. it, and then immediately we got we died and got switched over to some fucking, fucking other v- other universe? Like this stuff weirds me out. I, you can't. I, there's no explanation for it. Do you have memories of your life if Y if Y two K happened? What do you mean? Do you have like thoughts of how you thought your life would be? Not really. I I can remember thoughts about riding a horse, <laughs> Get, getting around town because you can't get gas because the pumps are electronic. Man, I just I don't know. I did you? But did, this one, this is the one. Did your I mom stash all the stuff? Do you guys no. have tubs of food? He did American no. Family Publishers. But he still wasn't delivering checks. He was just like a spokesperson. Huh. But everybody remembers it. Every house. single person, including Matt's like, I'm gonna including bust it. Johnny Carson saying yeah. Publishers Clearinghouse, Ed McMahon, big check. Yeah. He worked, he was the sidekick. Yeah. Fucking Malak over here trying to Yeah, take it easy, Andy Griffith. Fuck off. <laughs> like just let us have this hey, wonder, please. That mid's hitting, so I'm deep into <laughs> I'm deep down the rabbit hole don't, now, boys. Don't lose your wonder now. Now's not the time. <laughs> oh no, to lose I got all wonder. the wonder in the world, buddy. I, I, I'm just this stuff weirds me out. Yeah, there's no explanation for it, and a lot of the stuff is I've looked at. I'm like, yeah, that's that's weird and everything. This is the one, but with seeing those clips, yeah, from the Salt, '80s yeah. when it was happening, where they people saying it. referencing him, Publishers Clearinghouse. Why would they reference that if they don't remember? I, know. I can remember videos of him showing up at <laughs> people's know. houses. It's crazy. I so I don't know. I Are don't we know. Sure, what... it wasn't Robin Leach. I'm pretty sure. No, Robin Leach. Person. No, they're not the same person. <laughs> what 
one of them's British, you dumbass. I know. It's just that's how you. That's yes, sir. Yeah. It's lifestyles of the rich and famous. Is, is he is he alive or is he on no, the Ed yacht? McMahon's dead. No, I'm talking about Robin Lee. Oh, I, he's probably dead. He was God. He was ancient in the 80s. Was hey Siri? <laughs> is Robin Leach alive? <laughs> Hey Siri. <laughs> look at his face. He can't even focus on the phone. He can't hey. look his eyes are crossed. Hey Siri. Is Robin Leach alive? Robin Leach was born the 29th of August. Oh, he died in 2018. He lived a long life. <laughs> he lived that lifestyle the rich and he famous. He was living guy. lifestyles he of was. the rich and famous. Dude, I used to watch that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right then, we should have been eating the rich. Right there, yeah, we should have I put know. a fucking end to this shit. No, we should have when they did MTV Cribs. <laughs> yeah. Most of that was made up anyway. I'm MTV sure. Cribs. Sure. Uh, anyway. Every rapper had a what Scarface poster on their right, wall. Oh. Are you done? <laughs> no. Okay. What other Mandela effects? What the fuck is a man? Oh, my God. You, do, you did a whole thing on Mandela effects I one know, time. But another, just... one, another one recently that came out was uh, the Fruit of the Loom logo. Never had a cornucopia in it. What? Never. Eat Not one fucking dicks. time. You oh, can't find eat a it. bag of dicks. No. It fucking did. No, it too. didn't. You can't find it. Look it up. Look up Fruit of the Loom logos. You'll never find it with a cornucopia. Google it. Matt I'm telling on. you. Matlock's on Matt, Matlock. What you gonna do? Only thing you're gonna find, only you. thing you'll find is people have drawn what they remember it being with the cornucopia. You can't find it anywhere right, outside of that. Here's my pitch. There's <clears> literally <throat> a thing right here with the cornucopia. No, but it, it's, 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 it's a it's a Photoshop thing. Here we go. Matlock Mandela effect slash multiverse unit. What are you talking about? CSI. <laughs> That's it. All one show. Matlock, but he's he's boy. You really he's sold part that of the one. he's part of the multiverse. <laughs> Probably gonna watch something else on Tuesday nights. Oh. It's, what is it? Special Victims Unit. <laughs> if I say enough words, it'll make sense. <laughs> oh God! Oh, all right. What are we doing? All right. With Newsfeed, are you done? Matlock oh, no. multiverse. I'm not. That but that Ed McMahon thing that freaked me out. Because that's one that it was like, come on, there's clips. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt's like, no, he definitely did it. He was totally giving out checks. Kid steals phone, orders 31 cheeseburgers, leaves huge tip. Hey, bro, I did this last week. And yep. there's a great picture yep. of this kid giving this zero week. fucks we that did he this did that. Last week. Yeah, I did it last week. Good story, bro. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Last, week, last week's when we played Foofy twice. You don't remember either time. Boy, so here's what's weird. Speaking of weird effects, I was listening to that episode back in my car. Never heard that song. They played, We played it fucking nope. twice, man. You did? No, we fucking did. Yeah. Didn't hear it. You want to pull that clip up? Oh, yeah, we fucking Fine, did. I'm done. Fuck. Are you done? You don't have to be done. It's the only one I got. Never mind. Uh, did you finish Devs yet? No, we're on oh episode God. seven. That show's fucking dude, heavy, dude. The sit, the table, the conversation at the yes. table. My God. Episode six is the best. Speaking of what is reality. Oh, my God. Episode six, Debs. Just watch that. Uh, you need to watch that. So Zambia Central Bank fell See, afoul. Told you. Told you. Why is it whenever I try Fella to... Fell afoul. What are you, a medieval fight? I'm just reading the fucking Oracle. Is that the sequel to... I'm reading the fucking Oracle, man. Doe right? a deer. Zambia Central Bank fell afoul. Fell a foul. <laughs> Actually, they put fell foul. A female. 
smell foul. <laughs> I was just about to sing it. Close me. I can only see rings because of the ring light, like Saturn. Yeah, just <laughs> like a there's a halo song. over your head. Go ahead, Matt. Take it away. Uh, Zambia Central Bank fell off. Oh God, he's going full. Like, what are you doing? I have a microphone. Give a mic to the crowd. Zambia Central Bank fell foul of a ransomware attack orchestrated by the Hive. Wasn't that a like an early 2000s band, Killers ripoff? <laughs> the hives. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, ransomware out. Anyway, so ransomware attack. They hold your computer shit hostage. Right. For, okay. Uh, this is Central Bank of Zambia. So like. Uh, so anyway, so rather, uh, th- so they they basically send them this ransomware attack. So instead of res- responding and giving them the money, uh, they responded with with a dick pic. <laughs> and the following message, suck this dick and stop locking bank network, na- networks thinking that you will monetize something. Learn to monetize. Suck this dick. God. Get a job, yeah. Junior. Yeah. That's like the they, Ukrainian they, this, dudes on that island that told that yeah. warship to go fuck, fuck themselves. themselves. Yeah. Um, suck these NF titties. So up to this point, they'd already restored like the thing. So they... They knew it was bullshit, and so they sent him the dick pic and told him to suck on this dick. Yeah. Fuck. Oh what the fuck? Oh, God. <gasps> Hold on. Where is the... <sighs> Michael, what are you... Oh, is, it, is it my turn? No, I've got another yeah. one. Are you yeah, guys done with it. your... Okay. <laughs> Time to stop for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so more than two years into the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, mandates are more con- inconsistent than ever. They're basically non-existent at this point. So Not if you ask a right-winger, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, everywhere. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Uh, with that in mind, one would logically check the vaccine requirement before spending thousands to take their daughter to see Olivia Rodrigo, who's one of the biggest pop stars in the world right, right. now. Yeah. Uh, I love it, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> But one anti-vax father says he didn't read the fine print and decided to make a big show of it, taking a lighter to the tickets. In a Facebook post, self-proclaimed millionaire Doug Wood, oh, Dougie Wood, claimed he spent thirty-five hundred dollars for her concert in Arizona, what an idiot, in Phoenix, <laughs> for his teenage daughter's birthday celebration with her friends, admitting he should have done more due diligence since maybe it was in the fine print. I'm sure it was immediately on the screen. You just missed it. Uh, Wood continued by complaining about Rodrigo requiring proof of vaccination or medical exemption with a negative test for anyone 12 or older. Yeah. So we found out today that <clears throat> on Monday when we get there, Abram has to get tested. Yeah. Oh. They have to get a rapid test. Yeah. And they're, they're out if they have COVID. And it's like, if that happens, yeah, I will fucking burn that place to yeah. the fucking ground. Yeah. I swear to <laughs> yeah. God. That would suck so hard. I will be so, so fucking So this pissed. dickhead went on a rant about Rodrigo indoctrinating her fans with propaganda. This is all her and her tour. Um, no. 
not happening. You will not support this. Dude, you already paid her $3,500. Yeah, she like, has your money. You didn't bro. do anything but hurt your daughter. I just don't. Just, just. I know. <laughs> My daughter's favorite song is uh, Olivia Rodriguez. So after, song. quote, some tears, long chat, prayer, sadness, more prayer. prayer. Oh, the birthday, the birthday celebration was canceled. Get out of here. Pray to my middle finger, bitch. <laughs> Pray to the these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're sucking on this dick. You can pray to these nuts. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jude's down here. Is he? Jude? No. I'm pretty sure he. Jude! I heard him burrowing in there. <laughs> I'm done. A little squirrel getting some, yeah. some nugs. <laughs> Michael, what do you have? Gina said $3,500 $3, for something in Arizona. <laughs> Sounds sus. Dude, I would pay $3,500 for a Sonoran hot dog right now. <laughs> If you that sounds get, like a sex. If you could get that to me in the next forty-five minutes, I would pay thirty-five hundred. You fly it on the Concord for all I give a shit. Have you guys heard about this latest <laughs> what Mandela? You, what's effect? it called? A Sonoran hot dog. That man. sounds like a Cleveland steamer. No, off. dude, that shit's wrapped in fucking uh, bacon, and then they fry it. Did you say uh, a Sonora? And then it's got beans Sonora. and guacamole, Sonora. all sorts of shit on it. Yeah. Man, they make these, uh, there's these uh, broths at Kroger <laughs> that have said, apples in them. Janet said, eat it on the toilet. They go right through <laughs> Tell you what, Janet, just by herself in the viewing I love is it. Uh, really on a roll here. <laughs> Keep it up, Janet. We love you. <clears throat> All right. Um, what, did you guys hear about this Mandela effect thing? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with the, Mandela, the, deal with effect? the Mandela effect? <laughs> uh Woman gets stuck um, after toilet. Hold on, <laughs> fucking ad. Woman gets stuck in toilet after using dog leash to retrieve her dropped phone, and the fire department comes to her rescue. I did. She fell head first into an outhouse toilet. Oh, oh no. trying to get her phone, dude. You would stuck. just have to fucking kill me. Got <laughs> stuck. Yeah, you have to take a shower with fire. To get off the stink. <laughs> yep. So she she fell into the toilet. Was stuck. That mid's hitting hard. Was stuck for fifteen minutes before. Oh my god! Before she called nine one one, she tried to get out. That has to be the longest fifteen minutes in history. She had to use her shitty phone (laughs) inside the toilet. It's like a klutzy Andy. To call nine one one. Use her shitty. (laughs) Sorry, I can't hear you. Can you clean the shit off the microphone? Got a problem? Just, just gagging and heaving noises in between. (laughs) Stuck in toilet after eating Sonoran dog. (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) What happened to the dog? No no news about the dog. So. Dude, I saw a video on TikTok the other day on some guys on a construction site and their buddy was taking a shit and they just tipped it over. Oh, man. Dude, can Dude, you fucking imagine? Yeah, you'd be done. We'd be done as friends. I, I would quit my job. Yep. Um, actually, I would sue every person in that fucking yep. place. Did you guys ever watch the movie Ready to Rumble? <laughs> no. So this is this Was movie. that Hulk Hogan? No. No. 
That, that sounds like a slice. It was, alone. It was David Arquette and and some other white guy. <laughs> Patricia's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally Patricia's brother. Um, and in the movie, they're like trying to get this wrestler to get some. It, it's kind of like a Dumb and Dumber ripoff. Like there's like mishap of these two idiots who are going across country to, you know. But it, but it's a poor man's. But there's a, they're, they're they clean septics are our toilets or whatever. And so there's this scene where they're taking a lunch break, sitting on the back of their toilet. They're eating sandwich the whole time. Like the, the like the hose is just dripping shit down <laughs> while they're eating the sandwich. <laughs> I'm sure I'm the only person who's seen. Yeah. David Arquette, Oliver Radio Platt, Scott Kahn, Scott Kahn, Rose McGowan. I was going to say, say Scott Shaka's Con. brother. No, Dang. the other con. <laughs> What's the other guy who can't move his head? <laughs> It's it's the other con. Is there is there a Tony con? Tony con. Tony con. Who's no. the guy that? Who is the guy that? Oh was, yes, the long lost. Who is the guy that was in con the, brother? The God Tony con. Oh, Tony Khan is the the guy who owns the AEW. Who's the con? <laughs> James Khan. Yeah, James, James Khan. Yeah, it's his son. Scott yeah. Con. Oh, yeah. I like James Khan. He's great in Elf. Yeah. <laughs> and the Godfather, but long, Elf long way from the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. He plays a dick dad. <laughs> Does a great job of playing a dick yeah. dad now. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, let's see what other news stories I've got here. Um, let's do... I, I read this on, on the news the other day, guys. Um, couple believe, uh, couple lives permanently on cruise ships because it's cheaper than hell. I heard about this. And she was an accountant. Didn't we do this yeah. last week? No. No. I don't okay. think so. <laughs> Is that all you... I don't, yeah. <laughs> No follow-up <laughs> or... Yeah, it's a great story, bro. You know, it happens. I believe it. I mean... Dude, <laughs> this is another one of those systems that, like... It's, like, this close to melting down to the ground. The housing it market. has to stop. Like, it will again. It has to change. Mm-hmm. Something yep. has to give. Yep. Like, it's crazy. Somebody sent me a news feed, but it was from 2019. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think this is, guy? 2019... Are you going to read it or? No, I'm not going to read it. What's the point? <laughs> you got another one? It's old news. Yeah. Okay. Uh, empty self-driving car uh, books it after getting pulled over by the cops. So it gets pulled over. Car r- walks up to it, looks inside, and then the car just books it. What Fucking drives off. This self-driving shit ain't going to work. I just it's a computer. Computers fail, man. I, mean, I just keep the saying there's no fucking way. You I would never trust it in a million to fucking years. To take a human element out of that. I mean, is... Google said like what was it this week that they they're near human AI. Yeah. Human levels AI. Google yeah. can't even get me to Josh's house. <laughs> well, I, I had yeah, I had to go to a Circle K the other day. It took me to an an open field. Yeah. Nothing there. Yeah. I was 4 miles south of where I needed yeah, to be. I it's like <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? I put in the address that they gave me f- uh, on the work order. Hey, you know what human AI shit. still is? A bunch of fucking ones and zeros. Well, it was garbage and you know what that happens? Here's the thing. If you, you know what stop- happens to shit that runs on ones and zeros? It stops Here's working. Here's why I will never trust self-driving technology. I don't because I work in a factory full of computers. Exactly. I, I mean, <laughs> Starbucks putting out a brand new model of, of espresso machine. How many boards have we changed? Blown boards. Oh, my God. <laughs> In a year, in the first year of their existence, we've changed great, guys. tons of them. We're gonna that's build a why. new system. It's gonna be fucking great. That's that's why I don't trust it. Yep. 
Well, did you see where the there was also a this last week a Tesla locked a passenger in and the car caught on fire? Oh yeah. my god! They had to kick the fucking window out to escape. That's why I said and they're bulletproof windows. Some of them are. <laughs> it's crazy. That's why I said I fuck you this. No, fuck you. I just don't understand. Yeah. What else you got, buddy? Um, let's let's just peruse here. I'm gonna get on my actual foosing. <laughs> Foos feet. My foos feet. Pilot and cadet reportedly make a cockpit sex tape. So that's. I saw that. Uh, one. More power to you. Yeah. Be hot. Not when you're flying a yeah. fucking plane. Yeah. Put on autopilot. And get a. Get it doesn't a mean you could just check out. Yeah, it does. No. Put on autopilot. No, get a fucking beach, does giving, back. Giving new meaning to punch it, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, fucking Lando fucked his ship. You know that, right? <laughs> he totally had sex with the Millennium Falcon. Did you watch Solo? Oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, that was weird. He totally had sex with that robot. That was weird. That got uploaded into the Millennium Falcon L3. Yeah. Totally fucked it. <laughs> what did we do? Any old USB port in the store, bitches. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now. It's true, man. Okay. Look it up. It's in the it's, Bible. It's not the Bible, man. It's not in the Bible I read. Oh, I'm glad only one person's watching us. Jane and I apologize profusely. God. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. You guys hear about the Red Power Ranger arrested and charged for a COVID, COVID fraud and FBI ra- raid? Nope. Me neither. <laughs> Actor Austin St. John arrested for that COVID fraud. sounds like a fraud. porn star. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, he was the Red Power Ranger, guys. Um, and a COVID denier, apparently. Yeah. Well, he had some sort of COVID scheme. I don't know. You should, so yeah, he's probably you was he selling. Was he selling? You should probably look it up. <laughs> get hard. Was get he, a little harder to read. Was isn't he it? selling uh, vaccine cards? I don't know. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Michael. He got six years in jail for it. No, he he already he was convicted of manslaughter in 2017. Jesus, sent to six years for stabbing his roommate with a sword. He thought he was <laughs> Zebborg 3000 or whatever the fuck he was supposed to be fighting. <laughs> oh, that was a different guy who stabbed his a different what? another a different, power different Power Ranger. Jesus, that was Ricardo Medina Jr. Who did, They've who all did. gone to shit. He was from of the power, Mars Medina. He was from uh, no, he was from the. Power Rangers, the funky wild cold force. <laughs> That's yeah. better. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> How do I not get funky cold Medina? Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do the the old newsfeed. Yale scientists restore cellular <laughs> no. function to thirty two dead pig brains. What? Okay. What? What does that have to do with anything? That's that's the newsfeed. They <laughs> restored brain function to the to to dead. Dead, dead pig brains. They were brain dead, and then they brought them back. To what life. does function mean exactly? I don't know, man. I, I mean, that is, this like pet, is this like a pet cemetery kind of thing? I mean, how is, close are we to the Futurama seen, tech, the the head and jar technology? Have you seen? Frank We've got to be pretty close. Have right? you guys seen Frank and Weenie though? Seriously, no, no. Oh man, the original uh, Frank and Weenie, the short film. Nixon is president for life. <laughs> so good. I'm meeting you halfway. You smelly hippies. <laughs> Thank God we're not doing a foofy right now, because my yeah, God, yeah, there's I'm not no ready. way. What, what? Okay, so what do you guys think we should do next? What do you think? A foofy? Yeah. What, you want to talk about it? 
we got interviewed by Sherry Palace, who is a member of the pub. Long-time pub member. Long-time pub member. Yeah. First-time caller. And still listener. She's one of the few. <laughs> All three. All three one of, of them. the three left. Yeah. The three um, of us. She invited us on to talk about youth ministry since we were all in one way, shape, or form involved in various aspects of that. Yeah. Uh, and she also another friend, uh, Miguel, uh, who is also a former youth pastor, um, uh, was also part of the panel. And we just we just had a conversation about youth ministry and uh, probably should issue a trigger warning. There, there is talk of you know sexual assault and rape and yeah. grooming and that kind so of stuff in light of the, ra- the of in light of the <coughs> recent news coming yeah. out about the Southern Baptist yeah. convention and, and Warsaw Indiana and Warsaw Indiana yeah um so anyways yeah trigger warning on that um but yeah we just had a conversation about and about youth ministry in general is it necessary um you know that kind Spoiler, of stuff it's not necessary <laughs> yeah uh Anyway, yeah, I, th- I was just—it was just a fun conversation. We were—we were part of her Fireside Creators, yeah, um, podcast. So it's not—we didn't interview her. She actually contacted us to talk about this. So. Yeah, and, and we'll put uh, links to her uh, Fireside Creators, yeah, information. Yeah, they've had some—they've some, had some really good topics. On it's there. a weekly show. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's the same time that our show is on that we record. Um, but uh, you can you can watch it whenever. Yep. So it's on YouTube and. Yep. All the places. Yep. So, this is our conversation with uh, Sherry and Miguel. So here we go. Welcome to this week's Fireside Creators. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Sherry Pallas. This week's show is on youth ministry. Is it a vital component to a mission or is it a predator cesspool? I can't wait for you to uh, meet our panel. If you are on YouTube, be be sure to hit that like and subscribe. If you are on Facebook, be sure to grant StreamYard access so I can see your name when you are asking questions or commenting. I want to thank the supporters of the show Ruth, Ray, Michelle, Kirsten, Heidi, you guys rock. Thank you so much for your continual support. If you would like to do so, you can go to sherrypalace.com and support me and the show and keep it going um, for as little as three bucks a month and you get VIP access. And then I also sell shirts on there. It's all kinds of really cool stuff. So thank you so much for being here. That is support in and of itself um, and inviting us into your living rooms tonight. So remember, this is a safe space, but be sure to ask questions and comments that pertain to the topic. The show is timely. I booked this show almost a month ago and um, 
a lot has happened. Not only did we have another school shooting today, which is very heavy on my heart, uh, and the show lifts me up, so I'm so glad for that. But we've also had a bunch of news break, and so it's very timely uh, in talking about all of this. So let's meet our panel. First we have, oops, hold that thought. There we go. First, we have Miguel. Not even going to try Miguel. <laughs> he is a former youth pastor. After graduating Colorado Christian University with a degree in youth ministry and theater, he was in the ministry for 15 years. Miguel is a father, husband, and friend attempting to recover the best he can from the deep religious scars. Welcome, Miguel. Thank you. Good to have you back. Thank you for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Our next guests, I've never introduced a group before. So I was like, how am I going to do this? But I've been assured that they're basically one person. And they, I am so honored to have all three of them here. The Inglorious Pastors, Matt, Brad, and Michael, are three former pastors who talk about spirituality, news, booze, whatever else they want to talk about. You can find them at ingloriouspastards.com. Hello, Michael. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, Brad. Howdy. And hey, Matt. Hey How there. Are Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, um, no worries. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, right? With all of the news hitting and everything that's going on. But let's start with how you got into the ministry. Miguel, lead us off. Uh, that's a long story that I'll try to shorten up for this, but, uh, uh, I wanted to go into ministry since I was, uh, a kid. Uh, you know, I, I really loved, uh, doing things like playing the guitar at church and, and, uh, leading the worship group and all this other stuff. And, uh, when I graduated high school, that was the only career path that I could think of. And so I went to Colorado Christian university where my best friend was it was also in youth ministry and i was like hey you know what let's develop like this nationwide youth ministry thing that never really happened but uh yeah that's kind of the story that uh got me there so you were going to save the world yeah pretty much okay. <laughs> weren't we all yeah. yeah i'm still trying <laughs> and now look and now look at us yeah <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Michael? So I am not a former youth pastor. I was a, a youth sponsor, um, and I was a worship pastor as well. And I, I teamed up with Matt. I was on the hiring committee for Matt whenever he was hired as a youth pastor at the church that I was at. Um, and uh, we also planted a church together um, where I was the worship pastor, he, and Brad was with us as, as well. And we three, all three of us started a church plant and uh, were a very liberal uh, church in a very uh, rural, um, conservative area. So, yeah. So, and then since then, we uh, we quit quit the church and started a podcast. And you know, I don't know what ever since. Yeah, <laughs> something were, like that. You were like more that. of the accomplice. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, yeah. Yep. He was the money behind the mob. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, talk to me. Um, 
um, right before my senior year in high school, we went to um, a Christ and Youth Conference, big high school, whatever, rah-rah, Holy Spirit type thing. Um, Evangelical circle jerk. Yeah, that it's pretty much what it was, yeah. Um, and I honestly, I, I mean, for lack of a better term, I, I heard God say, go do this. Um, like, second to last night we were there. That's He I know sounded that. like Morgan Freeman, too. <laughs> That was Valcom. It's amazing. Like Val it's amazing how God only talks on like the second to the last and last night of those events. Oh, always, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. how that works yeah. out. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally right. And so I, it was something hmm. that it was something that my youth minister, who was a huge influence on me, he encouraged. And so that was kind of the the push over the the cliff to get me to, to take that leap. Uh, <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. Um, and so I did that for seven or eight years, uh, and then uh, left that and. Uh, for various reasons, um, I was asked to leave. That was why, and uh, and then it was one reason. Yeah, it's they, not didn't, they didn't want him anymore. Yeah, they that was the reason. Um, and so I went to work at a factory, and then a few years later, we planned to try to plant that church, like Michael said. And um, we did plant that church. That yeah, church is fine. We planted yeah. it. It's fine. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's the short that's the short we, version. We just got tired of church. <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that when three guys that don't really care about the church anymore try to start a church, it doesn't work very well. And, and if they go call after, me crazy, I don't know why. If they go but, after people who uh, don't care or you know hurt by the church, yeah, or, which was all or we have wanted. never been church, they they have no interest in being part of a church either. Yeah. So fun times. Yeah. So what was the precipice of leaving, Miguel? For me, it was being let go for the eighth time. Wait a minute. So uh, you all were fired? I was not. I was okay. not fired either. I was, well. <laughs> so only half of the panel was I mean, fired. yeah. I, I, was, I was on my way toward that. Okay. And I kind of had a burnout. And the church put me out of uh, a forced sabbatical. I mean, it was, honestly, I was glad they did. Like, I needed it. Yeah. I was burned out. Oh, and I think they. Correct. In fact, there's. I, I think I respect you more for knowing that you guys were fired. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just. I was on my way. I was really starting to make a lot of waves, like in leadership, and just saying, like, the hell are we doing, man? Like, nothing we did was making any sense, and it was just like I was just starting to get more and more outspoken in leadership meetings, and yeah. I was reevaluating whether youth ministry was even a thing that needed to exist anymore. So this is a good topic for tonight, I guess, and. I kind of burned out and they put me on a sabbatical and I think they expected me to come back refreshed and about two weeks in, I turned in my letter of resignation. So refreshed and ready to <clears throat> repent, but they put me on a, they put me on a sabbatical. Like after I basically torpedoed a weekend long leadership retreat for the elders. And I basically just torpedoed the entire thing and they were so pissed off. Like, cause I just, we spent, two to three hours talking about like mission statements and i just was like this is this is stupid nobody cares about any of this and so that didn't go over very well i was right it turns <laughs> out um but yeah so i i was i would have been fired i mean i was well on my way toward that but i quit before i pulled the rip cord before mm -hmm. they could toss me you out quit of the, the game plane. before the game could quit you <laughs> yeah. that's right <laughs> Um, by the way, I have to share David's astute observation yeah. that all of you have beards. Yeah, I mean, is we talk a, we yeah. talk on our podcast a lot about the fact that we're a complete cliche. Yeah, but we, but I will, in our defense, we've been around for about six years. So. Oh, you, <laughs> you don't want to see what's Sorry. under this beard. <laughs> I have this whole thing that all white guys with beards look alike. So yeah, it, it's fine. it works that way too. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 
<laughs> Matt, do you have anything to add to that or Michael? Um, I mean, I was, um, I was fired mostly because the senior pastor and I just didn't get along. The three of us are kind of naturally like, uh, kind of boat rockers. Um, when, when we smell something that smells like bullshit, we kind of call it out and that doesn't right. work very well when the status quo is trying to be maintained. And mm-hmm. I was doing the same thing as Brad. I was calling into question the whole, the whole idea of youth ministry and if it needed to even exist in its current form. Um, I was doing that about a year into my first ministry straight out of college. Something just didn't jive. It just, it just, I was looking for something way bigger than what we were doing. Um, it was, it was glorified babysitting. And I was just, I wasn't interested in doing that. And that's what they were wanting. And when I tried to do something bigger than that, they, they weren't interested. So, yeah. Well, we, I mean, I should note that anytime that there is power and implicit trust, there are going to be predators that go there, whether that be even a doctor's office, school, theme parks, and of course, church. So, you know, today we're talking about church, but it's not an exclusive thing that, you know, the predators only go to the churches. They're, they're everywhere that kids and power and trust go. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, you know, I just want to clarify that. But one of the things, like I had this church that I was able to stand the evangelicalism. There were a lot of things that taught me. And I really thought that it was above the rest. You know, this church was just awesome. <laughs> I only left it because I moved to Florida. But search, shortly after I moved to Florida, the youth pastor... He used to get up and do the tithing every weekend would say every Sunday, when is God going to bring me a wife? Mm. Oh, well, maybe mm. I should go into be a singles pastor. And, oh, that wouldn't uh, be a okay. oh, let Please, everybody, reach your hands out and pray that God sends me a wife. I moved to Florida. Two weeks later, it's on the San Jose Mercury News that he was busted for grooming and assaulting at least a dozen boys. So, and and I was like, he was up there every weekend asking for a bride. Are you kidding me? So there was not only that hypocrisy and cover, um, it was like, why why would we even, I mean, I always thought he was creepy, but (laughs) why? What, what, you're telling me a guy that gets up and says, when is God going to send me a wife? That guy's creepy? <laughs> wow! Completely normal. I mean, yeah, it's you say something like that, and then you see like you see that the, it comes out that he's that person. Like it shouldn't be a surprise, yeah. You know, but it always it always seems to be a surprise to people. But like the dude was like a walking red flag. I mean, if he's saying that from the pulpit, that is, I mean, that's. Yeah. That's rolling probable cause. Is what yeah. that I mean, is. I, my, my son's daycare. Um, her son was one of his victims. And so, and prior to realizing that her son was a victim, he was the prized person in church, right? Because he was so close with this youth pastor, he would shower him with gifts. No alarms were going off. This was early early 90s. Um, You know, in hindsight, creepy as fuck. Mm -hmm. I just everything out there but during the time it was like the kids were competing to be that special kid sure yeah and you know again power and trust Mm -hmm. yeah the youth minister wields uh 
an interesting dynamic with the kids because honestly, I mean, part of my problem with the youth ministry, we're sending out these 22 year old kids yeah. Yeah. to do yeah. ministry with yeah. their contemporaries. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you've got seniors in high school, yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. They're only four years removed from you. I mean, they've got nothing of, of value to say. I did a, I did a part-time youth ministry when I was 19. Wow. 19. Yeah, I did too. Like yeah. I was barely out of high school at the time. I mean, what was I doing? And so, well, I mean, and so that's it, one of but, the biggest problems. Yeah, is that uh, none of these none of these kids, and I mean, I hate to say it, but most of them are kids, are don't have any training. They don't. They haven't gone to any Bible school or or what have you seminary. You know, at the very least, uh, like they've or even like uh, church sponsored. Like I don't know what did my uh, previous cult call it uh college even though it was not accredited at all uh like from a honorary like trump, trump, uni- trump university yeah probably <laughs> um but see this uh, this is the thing is that uh um and this brings me to one of the points that i actually have is from um i reached out to a friend of mine uh, adam mclean he uh oh, used no, to, yeah i've heard of him he used to work for Youth Specialties. Yep. He started the uh, Youth Cartel. Yeah. Uh, he has since left uh, back in 2018, but uh, that's he actually uh, gave me a comment for this, is that uh, in 2018, 2019, that he put in for an idea for licensing church workers and making it mandatory through major liability companies that yep. cover almost all churches in America, basically requiring ongoing CEUs annual reporting, ongoing and active screening for criminal history, more extensive pre-hiring screening. And (laughs) churches were so against that at the highest levels of youth ministry that it just surprised. Like, yeah, it just begs the question, why? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think we all, and I think as soon as you walk into a building, you trust everybody there. Yeah. You know, yeah. that doesn't happen anywhere. Well, like I said, Disneyland, doctor's offices. But it's like you automatically assume these people are trustworthy. And, you know, well, and, and but it's it's not only that, it's that especially in evangelical congregations, they want the people that have the best and most uh, inviting story to be in their leadership. They want the person with the yep. best testimony yeah. to yeah. who's the most who's the most guy that the guy that was the most fucked up before he found Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they want the young life model. <laughs> yeah, they the do. young life model yeah, to get right. the kids in or they get the congregation in. Butts in the seats means money in the uh what mm-hmm. is it? Uh, money in the coffers. Yep. I thought it rhymed, but then again Money I, in the Eats. In the Eats. <laughs> I <laughs> I think I mean you Money mentioned in the sheets. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. You, that's it. You know, Miguel, you mentioned Christian college, like a lot of them that aren't educated. I mean, the thing is, though, we were at a Christian school. It was useless. We didn't know jack shit. I mean, it was it was it oh, was yeah. really useless because they can't really because ministry is actually just an experience. Like that's the only yeah. way you really learn anything, and they can't teach you that. So what happens is they go. You go to these christian schools that are basically just a four-year expensive vbs and (laughs) you end up with like a a pretty useless degree when you come out and you're you're under all these like strict rules you're never given the tools to like grow up right 
So you've got, I mean, we had some of the most, the stupidest, Matt and I both went to Johnson, well, it was Johnson Bible College, and then now it's Johnson University. University, as if it matters. It's the same school. Anyway, like, and so you, we had all these, like, stupid rules, these super early curfews and all this stuff, and so you're not letting any of these students, even these kids, we were just kids, make mm -hmm. any real decisions, and then you're going to tell, you're going to hand them a diploma after four years, and then tell them, go make massive decisions that change people's lives right yeah so yeah on top of that nobody in the church believes in therapy the first thing that every yeah. youth minister should be able should be doing is they should have their ass in therapy yeah i'm yeah. 42 i just started therapy this year if i could do anything over in my life that would be it yeah i would go early and so what happens is it's not that Predators don't start as predators. They start as like hurt and broken people that have no idea or ability to deal with the shit that's going on in their head. And the church just says, pray about it. Mm. it right? And yeah. so then yep. but they so then these guys go to a four year school oh, wow. where there's no like there's no structure to actually learn life skills because everything is like they, they treat you as children. So yeah. you, you can't make your own decisions or you'll get kicked Thank out or you'll Christ. get. Yeah. And and so then you get turned out to go talk to kids. You don't know anything. You know oh, nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's such a weird youth ministry is such a weird game because I, I'm 42. I would be a, the best youth minister ever right now. I have no desire to do it. It's a young <laughs> man. It's a young man's <laughs> game. But what sucks about that is that young men don't know shit. Oh, yeah. So by the time you know anything, you've burned out <laughs> of youth ministry. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's where all this, the predator behavior, all this stuff comes from is that you're, you're putting these, these people in positions, these guys in positions that have never had to think for themselves, right? And well, so they, then they're put in a position of authority. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they, they don't have the support system no, no. to keep them there. No. And, and, and that's... And in most churches, youth ministry is basically just like it's even the ones that say that it's not. It's basically a it, you go deal with them so that we don't have to position. It's not seen by a lot of people as a call. I mean, I had people when I was in youth ministry like, what do you do all day? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like you weren't in the office very much this week. No, I wasn't because I was at the school. And when they got out of school, I was out at their houses and hanging out with their friends and. We were playing for it. Like, of course I, so like they didn't even see it as like a real thing. No. It was just yep. something so that the kids occupy them so that the adults can do church. I had a roommate in college who kept saying that uh, I was going to pizza cutting one oh one uh whenever I left for class. Yeah. yeah. You know, even though, yeah. you know, I'm being taught like pedagogy and, you know, curriculum development, you know, yeah. things like this, which, does not translate to anything in the real world, actually. No. But here's how you do a lock-in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and and to go back to the you know the the idea of the of the predator. I mean, like what what constitutes volunteers in youth ministry is yeah. who's, who's sort of cool yep. and or has kids in the youth group. So right? I, I have a story to share. And, about and there's there's no like I mean you, like you get out. I got out of college and, and started my first ministry at like 22, and I don't know these people. They just I sort of inherited them. And then I just found some other people who I thought were cool and who I got along with, and those were the sponsors. Did they have any qualifications? I don't know. I mean, you have no clue. No, and you no, have no, and clue. no background. No checks backgrounds. I mean, nothing. Required, none of that. 
So, so which I, goes back to what Sherry said about trust. It's just everybody trusts everybody. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. doing uh, uh, worship for youth primarily, and there was uh, a pastor for uh, basically for the for the main services for the older people, and uh, I would basically help that pastor do his job on Sundays. But our sound tech, um, I didn't I, it just a, just a guy, nice guy, super you know, it was always friendly to me, and then I found out one day he was dead. Um, and then I found out how he died. He had apparently had a history, um, of sexual assault and he had, um, locked a woman in basically imprisoned her. And so he, he did that. He was rehabilitated and, uh, was serving at the church. The, the, the elders and, and the pastor knew this whole time serving at the church, um, and then he had another accident and imprisoned another woman in, in trigger warning. He, he accidentally, he, yeah. he, he, he killed himself. Um, <laughs> and I, I, that's how I learned that he had any kind of history with sexual assault or anything. Wow. It was after years of working with him side by side and not had no clue. Yeah. yeah. And and the and the, the elders and the pastors above me knew what was going on. Well, and I remember, if I remember correctly, it was just like, well, we'll just keep him away from the kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so he wasn't my sound guy, and I had no idea why he couldn't be my sound guy. But now I I figured it out. Yeah. When I was a kid, we went to a First Assemblies of God Church, and I loved that church. I was part of the youth group. My parents were involved. Everything was wonderful. And then all of a sudden we were leaving. Uh, we went to a mega church, which was Bethel. Years later, I find out it was because when my mom and stepdad uh, went away for a week, I stayed with the youth group pastor, he and his family. And Months later, my mom was working in the church office and was doing some filing and came across the paperwork that he had been accused of at least a dozen uh, molestations for children. And so whenever my mom uh, or a, a psychiatrist or psychologist or counselor or anything would suspect that I had been molested, she would always go back to him. It wasn't him, ironically enough, um, but they kept him employed. <laughs> He was still, I mean, we left the church. I didn't know why. All I knew is that my favorite youth group and everything that was home to me was being ripped apart from me. It wasn't 20 years later, she told me. Oh, it was because I found out that he was a perpetual child molester. Hmm. Well, and the the thing with the church is that like what they, they call forgiveness or, and or repentance, they, they sort of, uh, they put it on the same level as, how, am I, how do I want to term this? Like, because you've been forgiven, because you've repented, there should be no consequences. Yeah. Like, I mean, you see, well, I mean, you see the story the of, the, of the pastor in, in, in Northern Indiana. Indiana. that just came out yesterday. That yeah. he, he mm-hmm. literally sexually assaulted a 16-year-old girl. She came up onto the stage to confront him. 20 years later. 20 years after later. After the statute of limitations had. Yeah. And they, the church rallied around him. And left her standing. And left her standing there. I mean, like, well, and then he said it was adultery and not rape. Right? No, it's like, no, sorry, dude. She was sixteen. Yeah. There's only one word for that. At and this I even point. saw a comment. I, I, I read the comments. Yeah, never do that. I saw somebody say sixteen's mm. legal, and I'm like, no, bro. no, it isn't. Like, it, not in I Indiana. Mean, that may it's the age of consent, but that doesn't that doesn't no. 
what the fuck are you I doing, know. man? Like, like, if that's the comment like you're, you're making, if, if that's this? the comment you're making, you should be on an FBI watch list. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. you yeah. shouldn't be skeletons. doing youth You've got skeletons immediately. Yeah. I, I mean, He's a youth pastor at a church down the street. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we had, in our small city, I mean, what's this town? 15,000 people? We've had like two. 20,000. Mm-hmm. 20,000. We've had two youth pastors in the last decade that... One of the guys that followed me. Yeah, that... Are in prison. Well, one of them was in prison. I don't know if he still is for having sex with girls in the youth group. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. I think. My, this is, go ahead. My high, one of my high school friends. I went to youth group with this guy. He uh, actually went went off to a Bible college that the uh, that the youth group that I went to um, sent him to. He came back to that church. Was the youth pastor there at that church? In 2020, his whole list, he had a list of girls that he abused since that time that I was in high school with him. Like, I I can almost, you know, count on one hand, like the number of actual male youth pastors that I know that haven't, you know, either been faced with a a scandal of impropriety Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, actually... You know, that's part of the dynamics. And I have to think as the only one here without a beard, <laughs> when you have, you can work on that for next time. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you have a young youth pastor mm-hmm. and he's full of this power, he's full of himself. Oh, there is yeah. nothing hotter to the girls it's in true. the youth group yep. yeah, who are that. looking for their yep. pastor husband. Yeah. who are dying to make that Disney story of, oh, we met in youth group and now yep. we're married and getting our own church. It's all a pattern. I mean, to score the youth group minister as a girl in the youth, you're instantly it. Yeah. I mean, that is a level that you only hope to accomplish. And that is indoctrinated in the subservient, let's be the pastor's wife, the all of the conditions involved totally cater to the predatory nature of this. They set these girls and the pastors up for this. Well, that's a good point. I was Yeah, go ahead. And there's something about, Mm. you know, you mentioned, you know, youth pastors being full of themselves, the the amount of ego in a youth pastor would there's enough power in that to literally yeah. launch a rocket into space. And I mean, confidence is a turn on. It is, yeah. I mean, it's an ego thing. It's a, it's a, it's a confidence thing. Well, and it's and, a, and you really, with people, people are hanging on your every word. Yeah. They think you are, you, you, you know what you're talking about. And you've not been equipped to deal with that, which is what I was talking exactly. about. Exactly. You, you get thrown into a, a very tempting environment for a 22 year old male. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. your seniors are four years younger than you. Yeah. Right. Like I, I will say I, I'm very critical of my alma mater, but the one good thing that they did teach us, I remember in youth ministry classes, they constantly, the guy was constantly hammering on boundaries that like, you've got to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I stuck to that. Like mm-hmm. that's, I mean, it, I mean, it was like, it was things like never no counseling, after hours with like if that's going to happen it needs to happen in a public place or if it's in your office the door stays open and somebody else is there like i mean there were like i had a million different rules for myself just to because there were girls that yes they i mean they do hang on your every word and it's just a it's just such a it's such a weird ass environment and for a 22 year old 22 year old boy out of college 
who maybe wasn't very popular with the girls in high school. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting all this female attention, appropriate or inappropriate. It doesn't matter. You're still getting it. And so you couple that with a massive ego and a messiah complex, which every youth minister has, um, you know, that you're going to save the world and you're going to. And it, it can all start innocently enough of, oh, I'm just I'm going to really help her. And I'm going to. And so you spend time together and you're doing this together. And then all of a sudden you've groomed her. And yeah. um, and, and then any uh, even the smallest situation can present itself and you're in trouble. Yeah. And you couple that with the church seeing youth ministry is just like this ancillary thing to the side. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that there's very little accountability. The only thing that every, anybody ever cared in leadership cared about my youth ministry was what were the numbers who was coming oh, wow. in? Like there was no oversight really. I mean, it was and just like, were, were the right kids coming? Well, there's that too, but that's, I think that's a different conversation, one, but yeah, yeah, you're right. The ones with but, parents that have money. Uh, and it's, the problem with problem with the numbers thing is that they're always expecting that the numbers are going to grow the yes. numbers of the, the uh, seats taken up in the uh, sanctuary on Sunday morning, yeah, yeah, which absolutely. is never correlated. No, no, it doesn't. And I mean, to go back to what you said earlier about therapy, and this is specifically about like egos and everything else like that. It wasn't until my second therapist, uh, you know, I, I'm on my second one now. <laughs> I guess the first one couldn't stand me, uh, but because uh, <laughs> of my ego, uh, but uh <laughs> I, and it's it's because it, I that I realized that a lot of these things that I was taking on so much guilt and so much shame because of what the abuse that the church did to me as a youth minister is that the, the church will abuse the youth minister. Oh, yeah. and so therefore the abuse kind of trickles down from the top in in a very weird Reaganomics fashion for uh, abuse. But uh and I don't. I won't say that it's it's necessarily that's that's the main reason to say to see the church as as accessible for that. I mean, I'd I'd say that as maybe one of the many problems, many symptoms of what's wrong. And one of the things that uh, uh, Adam uh, said to me before we talked, uh, or while we were talking this morning, was that he said, "I mean, youth ministry is worth saving if you can remove the core of evil that has been." implanted within it and i think that's true for the entire church i was going to just say it that. Is, yeah. yeah yeah it's obviously not a unique problem to youth ministry but there are unique things with youth ministry in that with the ages generally and how it goes i mean there's also the thing of like i mean matt and i we knew guys in college that had no business being ministers like just no business whatsoever like you just looked at some of these guys and you went, and this isn't even an arrogant thing because I got my ass kicked too, but it was just like, you just look at some of these guys and you're like, they have no business leading a, like a parade like on campus. <laughs> like, like a, like a two-man parade. I mean, and so you put you put these guys and you hand them keys and just tell them to go do ministry. And it's like, you wonder why this shit happens. And then when there's no, there's very little oversight from the church. There's very little... There's no boundary. I mean, I was never talked to about boundaries by the pastors I worked with, like the senior pastors and stuff. I had boundaries because I was smart enough to have those boundaries and stick to them. But there was never anything from a higher up going, what are you doing to protect yourself or or, or your students from problems like that? Like, uh, there was never any discussion of that. And that's just, that's the kind of thing that's just going to have to change. 
Well, and that's insane because everywhere else you go, there are those boundaries. Yes. I yeah. cannot be in a doctor's office with a male doctor without having a female nurse. Yes. Um, in schools, same thing. But yet it's never even fathomed for the church to have those types of things where people are vulnerable. People are burying their souls. I mean, technically the best story wins at church, right? And when you have these, when you don't have those boundaries, it just is an alley-oop for abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody really talks about, when you talk about spirit, when you talk, get into spiritual issues with people, there is, and I don't mean this, it's going to come out way creepier than I intend. There, there's an, there's a sexual nature to spirituality. There's an intimacy to it. Oh. Intimacy is probably a better word. Yeah. But I mean, there's an intimacy to it that you don't get with talking to your neighbor across or the street. Or your accountant. Or your accountant. Or, yeah, <laughs> or your I mean, doctor. Or your right. doctor. Yeah, I mean... There's there's something there, and so the you know if you keep having these you know intimate com- spiritual conversations, harmless as they may be, you're still establishing a connection with someone that probably sh- there there probably should still be some professional distance there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that was that was one of my things it was uh, boundaries, and I, I every time you said that, I am remembering that. Every single time that I had to take uh, a kid home after youth group, mm-hmm. which happened way more often than I would have liked, yep. is uh, I would I would make sure because this was one thing that my youth ministry professor taught, taught me was that always make sure to document phone call somebody. It doesn't matter who that phone and tell them who are going and give them a you drop. Like, you know, you, you're better safe than sued. Yeah, That's yeah. actually the title of the book that we had. So, <laughs> <laughs> my textbooks. Wow. so is there any good in it? Yeah. Is there yeah. any? Yeah. Yeah, I think what, there is. What is it? What's, what, what is the vital mission component? Is there, what is it? I think students need every bit of help. Being a teenager really fucking sucks. Totally. Like it sucked in 1998 when I graduated high school. I can't fathom. No. I mean, I've got a, I've got a, a 15 year old and a 14 year old, and well, even in my almost 10 year old, all of them like. So I've got two that are going to be in high school next year. Watching them go through, it's a nightmare. Like it, it's just an absolute nightmare. They're just hormone monsters, and everything's changing. They don't know what's going on. School sucks. They have to worry about, am I going to die today by going to school? Like, I have my oldest, it's, a, it's an actual anxiety of his now, where he just is afraid a lot of times to go to school because who knows? When we live in a conservative town where everybody owns guns, who knows? You know? Yeah. And so... And these, there has been a, a stabbing yeah, in, in and a our, shooting and a shooting in our school system. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time, but yes. That, I mean, it's been in the last 15 years. Yeah, right. But still, like, so they need all of the help, all of the adult. They need wisdom is what they need. And this is comes to the crux of the problem is that 22 year olds don't have any wisdom. True. There's a lot of knowledge. But there's no wisdom. Yeah. yeah. And. And knowledge can get you to a certain point. They need it. they need wisdom. They need wise people in their lives, whether that's teachers, youth pastors, just any other adults that are in some sort of authority position to walk with them. That's all they need. Is to I mean, if I was doing youth ministry today, it would just be completely different. It would be 
very little programming to no programming. And this is actually what I was advocating for when I ended up quitting because they were really pissed that I was like, basically like, I think my job is pointless. Um, fancy that. I don't know why they didn't like that. Um, <laughs> well, then we'll just stop paying you for it. But I, I would be, all it would be is just really walking, walking with them and beside them and saying, I'm here. I'm here because I care. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I understand that what you are dealing with, it's easy to dismiss as this doesn't matter. This stuff, you're, you know, oh, you your girlfriend broke up with you. Like that stuff matters to them. Yeah. Yeah. It matters. Now, you can look at as a 42 year old and go, it doesn't matter in the big scheme of life. Maybe, but it matters then. Yeah. So they need wise adults to be with them and around them just to walk with them and to be somebody that can listen and to be there and say, I've been there. I understand. It sucks. It's hard. So let me help you. That's, I think that that's where the value lies still in youth ministry. Yeah. And I mean, to piggyback off of that, some of the stuff I was looking at as I was into my time was ending was uh, the idea of spiritual direction. Um, I think youth ministers should be more like kind of basically what Brad was saying, the idea of just being a spiritual director, sort of, Putting a, helping people put a magnifying glass on what God might be doing in their life. Because a lot of people have a sense that something that something's happening to them, but they don't know why. They can't put language to it. So it's, I, I think it's a matter of helping point people in the right direction. I think youth ministry should be about giving people language to describe their experience. Um, and again, and that goes back to the problem being with, when you have such young people doing this work, they don't have a lot of experience. They don't have a lot of um of life behind them to sort of go, okay, yeah, I did, this happened to me once. I mean, if you're saying in youth ministry, you're like, yeah, this happened to me like three years ago. Um, And and while there is some value to that, because you're like, oh, I I just literally went through this. It doesn't, it doesn't carry the weight that somebody who's 45, like I am can go, oh, you see the shit I've been through. Like what we've gone through in the last decade alone. I mean, um, here, here's what drove me to therapy. Like, I mean, like those are the kind of things you should be able to say, yeah. but at 22, 23, 24, you don't, you don't have that for the most part. Well, it's almost a blind lead to the point. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, it also sounds like the role should be more of a sport and it turns out to be more of an entertainer. It's yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of the opposite of Matt. I would take the whole spirituality nature of it out of that relationship and focus more on the the being a support without the the baggage of religion. And that's just me. I think there are programs out there. (laughs) The problem is that you can't get a job doing that. You can't get a job doing that. And kids won't be forced to come to that by their parents, you know? No. So... Yeah, and that, that's that's the the crux there is I I think kids just need um, the support to to own who they are and and to know that what they're going through is okay and normal. I mean, it would be something like if I was still in youth ministry this Sunday night, I would just be sitting down now and just saying, "There was another school shooting. I know that fills you with terror. Let's talk about it and let them talk, let yeah. them vent out, talk about their fears, and then speak into those fears. And that's that's what youth ministry should be. That's what it means to walk alongside these students is to where are they at? What are they afraid of? What are they, what, what gives them anxiety? What causes them to not be able to sleep at night? Let's talk about those things. Cause that's what they really need. That's the help they need to 
navigate middle school, high school, college, these minefields in so many ways that they have to navigate. That to me is where youth ministry should be. And I think, go ahead, Sherry. Every kid needs that. Yes. You know, I, and, and when people join a church because of that type of support, again, that, that implicit trust is there, that that's going to happen. And I think with a lot of don't think pro gun, God, Jesus guns, whatever the shit's out there right now, there's a lot of, well, what's right? Is it okay to, I mean, I thought today, well, shit, is, is this why they're so against abortion is because they need new people to abuse or fucking target practice in the schools. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's like where, you know, how can we say we're here for you, we're pro-life, every life matters, and then have these environments full of abuse, murder, all of those types of things. Uh, when we just need to support our brothers, our kids, our neighbors. And not approve bills giving people baby formula. <laughs> right? For Christ's sake. We the, need the, babies, but, you the, know. The literal bare minimum they could have give done. give each a teaspoon of baby formula. The literal bare minimum. Uh, yeah. That's for another part of the episode. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's that's the thing is that what does that look like though? What is a what is a healthy healthy? Uh, well, and and honestly, Michael, I'm right there with you. Is that you know I I would take the spirituality out of it. That's primarily because I'm I'm uh, atheist leaning agnostic now. Uh, but it's more <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more that uh, one of the things that I absolutely love about this one church that uh, is near us, which is uh, like just down the street from us. I actually volunteered there to be their photographer because I, I was like, I love what you guys are doing. They have a food pantry. They have a community garden. They have a clothing closet. And it, it doesn't require any church membership. It doesn't require you to go into the church building. You just have to go there and pick up things from like, it's like a little free library, like yeah. post thing out there and just drive by grab a thing of soup or you know a box of crackers and that to me that to me is what church should have been totally that's yeah. what that's what uh, youth ministry should have been you need somebody to talk to great that's what i'm here for you know have your parents like sit right there outside the door that has a window in it so that they know there's nothing going on other than us just sitting there chatting yeah you know that's it's it's kind of but, funny being on the other side of church, and if I were to be to do youth ministry now, my mission would be to save students, but that would mean something completely fucking different than it did totally. 15 years ago. Yeah. Totally. I would be trying to save them from their everyday Existence. nightmare yeah. that they're exactly. living in, and I would I. I don't know that I would get rid of all the spirituality. I would take out all the guilt. I would be talking a lot about Jesus Shame. and just what he, what Jesus has to say about the existence you're living right now these teachings are about right now like how you can navigate life with joy even and in the midst of buddha and other teachings sure i mean of course yeah i mean so i mean that to me i mean the word mission just makes me still to this day makes me itch it, it <laughs> makes me shudder like, yeah oh, but like your mission i think conquer yeah yeah and mm-hmm. i think it needs to be more of just like a I mean, the only mission, quote unquote, should be just to 
help, like literally help these kids. Because exactly. like I said, it's a, it's a nightmare existence for middle school and high schoolers right now. It just really is. And people, I don't think unless you've got kids at that age or you study it or you're whatever, you don't really get that. I think There's I'm a lot still of... recovering from my middle school year. What are you I know. talking about? I, Sherry, I'm talking about it in therapy right now. Yep. I'm 42. Yeah. I'm talking about shit, shit that happened in middle school and high school. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about. So you drop youth ministers who are unhealthy and they're 22 and they've never been to therapy, but probably need to be in therapy. Mm-hmm. That's and So you put them in these situations and then they, you, you act like surprised when shit goes south. Yeah, you know. So, is it a lack of oversight? Is this really where the separation of church and state is ending up? God, I hate to say it this way, but I can't think of it screwing everybody. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure the government could do it better. I mean, I, you know, there's probably <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm saying they're all sure. grooming kids too. I was going to say, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think over. I'm not sure oversight's the issue. I mean, there definitely so, needs to be more. There needs oversight. to be more oversight. That's not yeah. that's not bad. I, but it's a systemic problem, mm-hmm. and it yeah. starts well, and at. SEC turn their head to any oversight. So of course, I, I mean it, it. I mean, you look at you look at that. That's a great example. I mean, that's just systemic grooming. That's systemic, yeah. like problems. And they should they should be going to jail for hiding that. I shit. mean, it's not, Wait, and it's not, and that's the thing is, it's not. People need to understand that that's not the exception. That's the rule. Yep. I mean, the, the, and not necessarily that every church has, you know, pedophiles and rapists necessarily in, as ministers, but it definitely the the the, the whole secrecy, yeah, the secrecy I mean, pact of oh, we'll just privately. There's there's just it's a it, the an organization is going to try to protect its power in any way that it can. That's to me is the biggest issue. Yeah. You know, I mean, you see that guy in Indiana get up and say, yeah, I, I mean, he just admits to having it quote adultery with a 16 year old. No, you raped her dude. Like, and there's no accountability whatsoever. Now he's stepping down, but they should have run his ass out of the church on a rail right there. Right. Straight. Like they should have been like, instead of yelling, we love you pastor. It should have been, we'll help you pack, get the fuck out of our church in that. But you're, that's the guy in power. And so he's brainwashed them to, he is the authority in that church. Mm -hmm. So when anything like that happens, it's not, a problem with the system that led to this, that it's, it's just, Oh, this, you know, he messed up old pastor made a mistake. No, like he was a product of a shitty system Mm -hmm. and took advantage of that system. But nobody, you just don't see a lot of churches wanting to talk about the system in the, the mechanisms that are in place to, for this kind of stuff to happen. There's no introspection. There's none. It's, it's, it's all, uh, it's blamed on liberals. It's blamed on Hollywood. It's blamed on fill in the blank. It, yeah, it's, but you it, know what? If, if, if you are divinely led, if you are doing God's work, if you are, you know, if God's telling you to do all of this, then there is no question, right? No. And when, they, when they take no. on the God complex, yes. there can be no interest. You can't argue against it either. No. Yeah. I mean, it, you can't, you, you're not going to say, well, God told me to do this, but let me check. You know, those two are not mutually, they, they are mutually exclusive. So when you have that environment, again, the systemic beliefs that it is divinely powered, I am divinely appointed, all of this, then it also gives you the power. One of the things I brought up um, 
was it last week or a week or so ago about the abortion debate was that we've let these fuckers separate rape from incest. Yeah. Like incest is a rape. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's like even dissecting and keeping those two separate changes the way the patriarchy and this control and this power that leads to so much of this abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's again, girls are to be subservient, you know, uh, purity parties at 12 and 14. Oof, yeah. I mean, the church in general are grooming the women. And that's, that's part of the system that I'm talking about. I mean, that is yeah. the system. It's the purity culture And all purity culture really does is it increases temptation. I mean, even yeah. the apostle Paul basically says, stop following the law because all the law can do is tell you where you fucked up. Like the entire book of Galatians is about stop following the law. It's about love. Like, but you know, so, so I don't know where I was going with that. But basically, Paul, like, uh, what's that? I, Paul. Yeah, Paul. I mean, you know, he, when he or says, "Whoever wrote that book," because I'm pretty sure that's not that one wasn't Paul. So. <laughs> well, there is that. Uh, but there is, you know, all the all, all the law can do is tell you where where you've gone wrong. So if you've got all these purity laws, that stuff's not going to purify you. Like all that, it, 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 you would think that we would get this point eventually where all of the rules, all of the laws, all they do is just increase. It's, it's don't touch the wet paint. What are you going to do? Don't eat from the, the it's paint. don't eat from the one tree in the garden. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of that. It's like they had everything they wanted except there's just one prohibition. Well, the prohibition is what made the desire that much strong, stronger. Of course. And so that's the way that law works. And so when you've got purity culture and you've got all these laws it leads to these problems because all it does is increase the temptation because it just over sexualizes everybody. People aren't people anymore. They're sexual beings and the only are in, but you can only have sex in certain parameters. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all that stuff does is just increase temptation and increase temptation, increase temptation. And then you've got a 22 year, 23 year old in a place of authority with 16 to 18 year old girls or whatever. Well, and let's be real. There's nothing hotter than the forbidden fruit. Of course. That's the point. That's exactly it. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, that's the purity culture is a huge part of the issue. But nobody in churches want to talk about that. No, because it's no longer a point of or a place of healing or support. It's a business, like you yeah. said, butts in seats, numbers. That blew my mind. You guys have shooting for goals of numbers. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. the the when I see churches being run as a business with the P and L and and all of that, it makes me want to puke. That's all like, it is. Mm-hmm. It, we it's broken. Yeah. Anything well, and, with that is completely broken. And that's one of the things we wrestled with when we tried to plant it. When yeah. we planted the church, was man, how do you? how do you do this without trying to keep the lights on? Like, like you had, like, it's true. I mean, that's, that's a double-edged sword. Like you want to do something that is not about the building, but you still need a fucking building and somebody has got to pay for it. Like, and that requires butts in the seats. So like, like on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, fuck the system, burn it down. But the other hand, I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get it, dude. Like I get get why you're doing what you're doing, why the elders want you to do these things. Cause if you don't, you're selling the building next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. Then who can you help that way too? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah well, ironically, probably more people. Yeah, I mean, people have said to me, are you, are you, would, you know, are you going to become a pastor? And it's like, no, I don't even like religion. Well, then you're a reverend and you have your PhD. Yeah. It's, it's worthless. It's, you know, <laughs> I have a PhD and I'm, you know, barely working. Um, but if it's not about love, it is worthless in, in my book, you know, it's yeah. um, to, to go into it as a business model. This is my church, you know, my weekly talking to people, trying to change sure. the world that way. And then there's no predatory issues. But when you get power, when you get money, when you do all the things that the Bible fucking talks about all through it to avoid is when this shit happens more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very true. Yep. So... Is there any way for an outsider to stop it or fix it? Mm, to have a, a law degree, probably. Mm. I mean, that's the accountability. Go to church. Accountability. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's probably true. I mean, newspapers have, have done exposés. You know, websites have done exposés. I mean, there needs to be on – there needs to be some repercussions for – people who kept quiet about that's, those things. That's yeah. the thing that I think has to start happening. Like not just the people who did it, but yeah. the people who hit it. Yes. yes. And, and there needs to be like, I mean, they need to have like prison time for that. Like it's, mm -hmm. that's the only way this stuff stops is if there's accountability for the people behind it mm -hmm. as well. Because I know most youth ministers that groom and sleep with students, they generally get caught. Yeah. Senior pastors. It's not as like, because youth ministers are an easy scapegoat. So like if a youth minister fucks up, and he sleeps with one of his students, he's gone immediately. Yeah. If, a, if a minister does it... And gets another job at another church. Well, there's that, right. After he, but, after he repents and does... But the, his, uh, one of his victims is now his wife at the new church. Yeah, That's right. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. I mean... And then and it's so, a love story. <laughs> right. Well, and we had, we had a story about that a couple months ago, I feel like. There was a, a youth pastor who waited till this girl turned 18 and they got married. So like yeah, he was literally right. grooming this girl. The oh, it was so gross. Time. I mean, it's like that that right there, and celebrating like it was. Who's, like this. who's asking those questions of that guy? Like, and I'm sure the parents were thrilled. Probably right? she married a youth pastor. I have seen I have seen a parents of young girls push that young girl towards an older man who is involved in a church. Because he was involved in a church, mm -hmm. you know, 17, 16 year old girls push towards 25, 35 year old men. Mary like, was 14. Yeah. And an entire religion was built on it. And her husband and St. Augustine saint was <laughs> to a 12 year old. I mean, again, this is all part of the doctrine and allowing these types of things. I mean, we, we, we laugh now to say, oh, in the Ten Commandments, women used to be property. It's really not that far off still. No, you know? no. Well, I think to answer your question, I think oversight is needed and not just like what the Episcopal Church does. And I, I, I can only speak for the Episcopal Church because that's that was where I last served for close to 10 years, uh, but uh, they do uh, safe church training, which is basically, you know, like these are the red flags to look out for, for predators kind of thing, which, yeah, yeah that's something, but it's also teaching the predators what exactly everybody's looking for. 
So don't do this. Yeah. Instead, that do weird, this. weird, sinister side to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it requires an oversight that's more like, okay, I, we need to be like, you're never alone kind of thing. Like, you're not just hiring one youth pastor, you're hiring co youth pastors. Uh, and uh, I mean, I. I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah, I, it seems it seems too big of a problem to fix. If I'm honest, I mean, it feels like anything you do at this point is like, like shutting the the door to the chicken coop after the fox has already been in. Mm-hmm. The fox is already in the hen house. Like, there's no point in trying to shut it at this point. Yeah, it it's a moot, it's a moot point. To me, I mean, to me, there has to be some sort of outside accountability, and like I said, whether that's if this stuff happens. And you, it's hidden. You revoke, get your five hundred one c three status revoked. I mean, there's as far as what the government could do, it's only stuff like that. I mean, it's well, but we have people in the government who have no exactly to turn away from. Of course, uh, and that's and, and that's and that's why I say it feels almost unfixable at this point. That's so sad. It is, and I think, I mean, you're seeing the numbers don't lie. The evangelical church. Well, really, the church in America is just dying. It's not yeah. going to ever die, but it is dying. It's it's shrinking. And that's just going to continue to happen the more this stuff comes out. I mean, anybody that could watch that video of that girl, that woman in Indiana confronting that guy and not be sickened by what they saw, it needs their head checked. Like, I couldn't even get through the video watching. It was just so gross watching them rally around him while this lady just stood there after burying her soul and saying, this guy raped me when I was 16 and they flocked to him. People see that. All that does is that if there's anybody watching that video, that's on the fence about leaving church, they're gone. And so the more people that see these things, it's just going to keep the churches. They're either going to have to be forced into drastic systemic change and action, or they'll die. Like those are the only two options at this point. And as a woman, I can only believe that it took her 20 years to of have course. the strength to come up forward. Yeah. And, and this is why she didn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was dismissed, completely dismissed. I, in front I said of that. everybody. In, in front of everybody. Her community. Dismissed. In front of her community that's supposed yeah. to be there for her. Like, I mean, it was so hard to watch that video. I mean, yeah. God, it, I just, I couldn't even fathom being in her place. And bearing your soul like that and having the courage to do that and then just get utterly dismissed. I mean, that's just more people that won't be in the church and the people that are friends with her that are outside of the church. They aren't going to church anymore. Like the more this stuff comes out, the more damage it does to the church. And I don't see the the church in order to change, I think, is going to have to drastically shrink. Like it it just because the more this stuff comes out the only way that you get their attention is through money. And when they can't pay the bills anymore, maybe, maybe some churches will go, maybe there's a systemic issue here. Maybe we are the problem. Maybe it isn't the liberal media. Maybe it isn't Hollywood. Maybe it isn't all the stuff that's being taught in schools. Maybe it's our behavior that's driving people away. That's where I lose hope. Of course I do too. I 100%. Yep. I'm I'm with you. You know, you have the guy out there this weekend. Screw screw it. Kind of like, the Democrats are. Oh, demons. Greg Locke. Yeah, that guy's a clown. Yeah. 
I, I, you know, when you have someone that believes that they are being divinely spoken to and they have divine leadership, again, yeah. there's almost no introspection. No, there's none. No, and there's there needs to be none. Pastors need to be not put on pedestals. And the problem oh. is in the Christian, the Christian college basically makes you tell, basically lets you know that you're called and special. So you go out to a church as called and special. So when that happens, you go in with this, quote, divine authority. Well, Smokey sp- Bear told me 40 years ago that only I could stop forest fires. So <laughs> there too. you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, You're guys, we are special. at the top of the hour. Thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. Yeah, Thanks for having Thank us on. You. Miguel, any final words? And where can people find you? Um. Just be yourself. That's that's my final word. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook. I guess you can find me there because I am I am not chosen and special anymore. So you know, <laughs> you can find that, me if you want. <laughs> that makes you special in and of itself. Okay, uh, Michael, you go first. Um, my final words. Let's burn it all down. Um, and that was going to be mine. That was going to be mine as well. Again. Yeah, that's not- uh, yeah. Um, you can find me at MJ Basinger on Twitter uh, and Glorious Bastards for uh, our our podcast. Also on any other podcast feeder except for the ones that do music licensing because we like to play music. <laughs> um, uh, apples is fine. So yeah, Matt. Matt. Uh, I would say I'll say this to those if there are any youth pastors listening, there are youth pastors out there who are doing their goddamnedest to make this thing work True. in the midst of all kinds of opposition and pushback from leadership. And um, just know we see you, dude, or do that like we we get it like we um, we've been there. We understand. And just know that you're probably making a difference in some kid's life, whether you realize it or not, and probably for nothing that you've done intentionally <laughs> maybe just being yourself um, um so just keep doing that um keep yourself safe keep others safe and 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 just just keep doing that work that you think you need to do don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick yeah. don't be a dick mm-hmm. you well, didn't but... you just about opened a whole can of worms too that we didn't even have time to yeah talk about. i know i know i did it's women in ministry oh yeah, <laughs> yeah right saved Next it with show. the dudette yeah, yeah, that's right. Or transgender, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever, wherever you are on that. On Not that binary. Thanks yeah. for trying. To the good ones out there, thanks for trying. Yeah. Yep. Brad. I, I'm with Michael. Burn it down. I I love Jesus still. Like I'm a kind of like you're like you said, kind of a atheist leaning agnostic, but I still love the teachings of Jesus like deeply. Um, but burn it to the ground. <laughs> I, like. Uh, I mean, I, I, that's just where I'm at. I, I don't, I'm not angry at the church anymore. Like as far as like what the hurt that the church caused me. So this isn't coming from a place of like hatred and anger, but it needs to burn. Like I, the church in America at this point is a net negative. There's just no two ways around that. It's a net negative. And so I think the system has to just completely like many of the systems in this country need to burn to the ground completely. So Let's let's light some torches. Yep, let's light some torches. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I have to say that um, I am a horrible podcast listener. 
but I listen to these guys. You got to check. We're horrible well. podcasters, so that's, <laughs> a, that's a match. That's a match made in heaven. Absolutely. Yeah, I am. I'm just so bad about it. So, but I do listen to you guys, and I appreciate you all. Well, we appreciate Thanks that. Thanks again man. for coming on and tackling this tough topic with us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thank good you. to meet you, Miguel. It's good to meet you, too. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys all back. Well, um, another tough topic on another tough day. But again, this show lifts me up. It buoys me. And so thank you so much for watching and listening and being a part of this. As you go through your week, be sure to walk in love because that's all that matters. See you next week. Feedback, call us, 484-PASTOR-BITCH. You can tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Wiki, wiki. I've got... It's been a while since we've done one of these. Your mom's lover at Reuben Hood. <laughs> Just a gross person. Just a gross person. Did you ever person. see his stuff when he comments on random shit? Yeah. And just says your mom. Uh, Patches Podcast, it was hashtag Balthazar, Balthazar Alvarez, you fucking hopheads. <laughs> Alvarez. Yeah, we said Balthazar Estevez. Well, well I, I said mean, that intentionally. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, we got the Buffalo Alvarez. Yeah, we, yeah. And then he also we, had we hashtag or Buffalo Buffalo Alvarez Balthazar. He also Alvarez. had. Is nobody going to comment on my name on the in the chat. And then he said hashtag Balthazar Estevez question mark and then hashtag blow it on her back like a real man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's somebody you haven't heard from in a while. Mookie's brother at Derek A. Blaylock. Mookie. Hey, <clears throat> he's alive. Epi Up ep from the grave, <laughs> Episode 293, I'm way behind, but the first 10 minutes made me feel like I haven't missed a second. Classic bastards. But I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Bro, get in the pub. Awesome. The Hi, fuck are you doing, He's man? He's not going to do it at this point. No. It, it's a it's, dollar. Hey, you know what? In this economy, can't blame him. I mean, with, with, with inflation, it's like $7. In this economy, guys... What's the deal with inflation? What's the deal with the gas prices? <laughs> I love doing the worst Seinfeld impression. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start doing the podcast like this, holding my mic up to the end of the next like fucking Bob Barker over there. <laughs> do, 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 do. We need to get Bob Barker mics. Yeah, those long do. ones. The little, oh, little, the little pencil thin yeah, ones. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bum, ba, da, da. Ba, da, da, da. You got any, new, any more news? You got any five no. stars? Nope. Can you hit me with that five stars? Hey, bitches. If you're not going to leave a five star review, at least call 484 Pastard and, and sing, us a, sing us a question. I dare you, motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks. Jude's down here, by the way. Oh, hi, Jude. God. Just, just hit the button, man. Whatever button <laughs> just you hit need the to hashtag hit. button. It. <laughs> this thing will never get edited together. Nope. <laughs> oh, he's been worse. Yeah. Uh, why is he on the mic? Uh, hashtags. <laughs> hashtag to tumors brother. <laughs> tumors brother. <laughs> hashtag Not a tumor. Goldilocks' favorite. 
the porridge. Hashtag, I'm definitely more Marie. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Hashtag, chicklets for days. <laughs> Hashtag, I feel it in the soil. <laughs> Gotta be loyal to the soil, bruh. I love that so much. I do too. Oh, hashtag, is this delirious? <laughs> Uh, hashtag suck these NF titties. <laughs> that's, that's it right there. <laughs> hashtag shower with fire. <laughs> hashtag Shaka's brother. <laughs> and then hashtag punch it chewy. <laughs> the, old, the old Wookie punch, like the donkey punch, but harder. <laughs> You have to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that face that Michael just made. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, hashtag patchouli hummus and dark lipstick. <laughs> hashtag. I could go for some hummus, right? Did you have any hummus? <laughs> Why do you not have hummus? Every house should have hummus on hand. You don't have any house hummus? Yeah. God, God bless the what? chickpea. What? Pronounced garbanzo. Uh, hashtag so fucking tired of peaches. <laughs> hashtag chicklets for days. Hashtag I feel it in the soil. <laughs> uh, <coughs> hashtag uh, Kit Kat gooch pudding. Oh. Oh, who's got the gooch? Hashtag suck on these nifties. It's that. It's got it be is. Hashtag take a shower. <laughs> That's one of the best hashtags we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> hashtag take a shower with fire. Uh, hashtag punch it chewy. <laughs> hashtag candy USB port in the storm. <laughs> hashtag like the donkey punch, but harder. Candy USB port in the storm. All right. I got Zug on these nuts. <laughs> Goldilocks favorite. I got a new Gina. <laughs> Decoration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> Matlock, but with two T's. Uh, the two titty Matlock. <laughs> what? A female foul. <laughs> and succumbs in F titties. It's yeah, that one hundred percent. Yeah. But it's got to be D-I-D-D-I-E. Yeah, that's, that's the only way you write it. <laughs> if you've listened to this, entire... that is an instant classic hashtag, in my opinion. Uh, uh, on uh, social media with the hashtag, <laughs> hashtag suck on these <laughs> 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 God. Why is nobody watching this? Who I don't cares? know. We need a bag of diarrhea. <clears throat> we are live. No one's watching. Really gives me hope for our 300th episode. <laughs> really, gl- it's gonna be pretty damn short. <laughs> really fucking glad we decided to ask a pastor with this 
no fucking questions. I'm gonna have to actually prep for Ask a Pastor. I'm gonna have to. This is T-ball Ask a Pastor, where I have to actually put the ball on the tee so we can hit it out of the park. Stay tuned for our final episode, episode 300, <laughs> the series finale. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Look what I have created! <laughs> I have made Why did it have to be snakes? What are you doing? I don't fuck with snakes! <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.